0: along With Peter Perlman on a rainy Saturday morning. Why aren't 19th you smiling? Morning. You know, very upset, Peter. There's I, a wedding going I, on. I, why aren't I, I, I'll tell you why I'm whoa, upset. I'm upset. I'll, so I'll tell down. you why I'm upset. <laughs> My invitation came yesterday afternoon.
1: What do you mean? It came yesterday afternoon. It
0: was yeah. delayed by the U.S. Postal Service. So what's new? Uh, I got the invitation yesterday afternoon. I got home at about five thirty. I opened it. Beautiful invitation. Of gold leaf on it. I bet it gold was gold leaf. It was dated Paul Bensman and guest. By the way, was it on the back of a was it in a Hallmark envelope? No, no. It was a nice, nice envelope. It had it had it, it. It's really a cool thing. I'm I mean, gonna I have it framed. But I got it yesterday at five thirty, and I got really upset. So I called him, and I said, "Listen, I got to apologize." My private jet's still in service. I can't make it over, but I'll send a gift. Such a nice guy. So I figured I would. So I watched it on TV this morning. Yeah, we all listened to it. My good friend Elton John was there. Yeah, I bet he was. George was there. Elton was there, and and we had a lot of... George Clooney was there, his wife in a beautiful yellow dress. Uh, Our reporter that was supposed to call in this morning also got sick sick or did he just slip slide away no got sick and so uh, we had a little issue so if you want to watch the replay of the royal wedding turn on cnn because they'll play it every 10 minutes for the next three days <laughs> all right so here
1: we go here we go all right you know um this is a very interesting wedding by the way yeah it is you know you and i kind of caught a little bit before we came in the studio mm-hmm. wasn't that a large wedding no they want it was really nice they wanted to keep it small these this is a real couple you know, nice, uh, it's uh, nice to finally see people
0: down to earth? They, they seem very down to earth. I think there's a lot of love between the two of them. And with all the fiasco that the press brought up with her father, and this is going oh on. Oh, my God. It, it's
1: tough. And, you know, I'm sure she wished her father was there. Well, and you do that. But, hey, you know what? It's a big day in London. So I'm glad you brought that up, Paul, because what do we always do? This day in history.
0: This are day in history. Are you ready?
1: Yes. Okay. Grilled cheese was invented. Well, you know, it's close, but this okay. one is interesting because everybody thinks we're a circus here. Everybody thinks we're a circus, so I don't think we're a circus. Who thinks we're a circus? Tony, do you think we're a
0: circus? Yes, he does. No, nope, nope. 18... Only one who a- thinks circus is You I think get rid of this clown.
1: 1884, Okay. Who premiered in eighteen eighty-four? Ringling Brothers. Very good. Okay. Then the real circus took place in eighteen ninety-eight. Okay. It was called Sylvanier Cards. What was it? Ooh, well, wait, wait. I knew you'd like that one. In 1898, okay, the term Sylvanier Cards came about. Sylvanier Cards. And they kept that, li- and we will even move it along a little bit more for you, um, private mailing cards until 1901. They were termed the private mailing cards. Private mailing cards. Okay. 1901. I don't know if I'm gonna rack my brain. Just give me the answer. Postcards. Okay. Very United good. United States Postal Service.
0: All right. I want to say something? We've got a new show debuting that was supposed to be here last week. Real Estate Realities will be on at 10 o'clock with David Sobel.
1: We kept the rain here for them.
0: Yeah. Along with <laughs> Dylan Tanaka, very interesting show. Two very interesting real estate guys. Uh, they'll be on. I guess they got a guest, uh, Debbie Binder, real estate agent. She'll be coming on today. So stay tuned at 10 o'clock following our show. Uh, they were uh, debuting the show last week. We had a little technical difficulties, and we could not debut the show. So they're headed into the studios to do the show later on at 8.30 on the hour. We have, again, a gentleman, Steve Dawbreth. And, and Steve has got an interesting concept. You know what it is, Yes, Peter? I do. Okay. Yes, well, I do. It's, it's, it's a boat club. Yes, it the is. Freedom Boat Club. And I want to get more information, because this is really cool. I was a boat owner for years. I know you were. And you know what? I love to boat, but the worst part about boat is maintenance, taking it in and taking it out. And... They got a bunch of boats. A monthly bill. They got a bunch of boats. All you do is you pay a, a finder's a, a membership fee, yeah. a little bit here, a little bit there, and you jump in. You go to the dock. Your boat's ready to gas. You take off. I like this idea. I think I'm buying in. So I can't wait till the eight thirty hour here on NewRadioMedia.com. Um, are, Peter, are you, are you done cutting me off on my my piece? I'm just doing what you do to everyone else. So that's nineteen seventy seven. Then wise guy, nineteen seventy
1: seven. This movie premiered, and right after the movie, the car became one of the hottest selling automobiles. Right after this movie. Yes. Uh, chitty Chitty Bang Bang. No, what is come it? on, you know this one. Cars dragged down the street after this movie. Okay, what is it? I'm, I'm Smokey and the Bandit. Okay. Spoken and because bandit. of that. Transams. Because, because of all those Trans Ams and mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. Insurance rates. Our dear friends at the Michigan State Police Department have decided to finally crack down on I-94 speeders and truckers. Okay. So... Starting last week during our heavy rainstorms, Mm -hmm. all the way to the end of the summer, patrols are being beefed up. Stay off of I-94 ninety four. I know that you love that road. I know you love the gas pedal. But we have a rule in the office. We don't pay for tickets. There you go. We do not pay for tickets. I came home from China (laughs) Real early
0: one morning, and I got a ticket on Eureka Road right out of the airport. The guy pulled three of us over at one time. He loved it. And it was like 8 o'clock in the morning. I just flew 14 hours from Shanghai to Detroit. Yes. And I get a ticket. And uh, anyways, you know, you go to court. You play the game. They want the money. No points. And Uh we move on and on and on. We have
1: have something else for you. We have something else. Yes, we do. I want you to listen to this very, very carefully. All right. You listening to this? Who is this? That's Mr. Bob Seger. And what's great about Bob Seger right now? That's happening in Ann Arbor. Boy, they're uh, doing something with Bob in Ann Arbor. Yes, they are. What yeah. are they? They did it for Glenn Fry. What are yeah, they trying they named to name the street after him? Maybe. Yeah, that's what their big swell is right now in I, Ann Arbor. I ran into Bob three weeks ago uh,
0: on a movie set. Uh, Cole Seger was making a movie. Yes. Cole's on staff over here. And uh, what a down-to-earth guy. I've met him several times before, but, you know, just like in the supermarket, it was nice. But he came up to me and say, hi, I'm Bob, and I was going to look at him and say, Bob who? But I didn't say that. But the most down-to-earth family you could meet, um, it's not about him. He, he's a great performer, legend, um, great person. And, and what makes him really worth a lot is that he's a down-to-earth person to me, yeah. to everybody. So it was great to have him, uh, see him with his son's
1: movie set. Well, that's good. I believe he's going to be doing a spot for us really soon. Well, that'd be great. Yeah. You know, so you um, you know my uh, buddy Matt uh, Ishbia? Yeah, how's Mr. Ishbia? You know, over at United Wholesale Mortgage there, you yeah, know, yeah, the sure, well, and all they're that. they growing thing. like crazy. What did he do that was so unique? Do you know what he's done? And he used the term, eye on the ball, not on the phone. You know what? I, I you, you obviously got something to say. I, I don't know what Mr. Ishbia did. Everybody's nodding like nobody knows, but this staff here would die. Yep. Um, about two years ago, he recently asked his executive team and other managers uh, to not check their phones when they're walking in their meetings. To, they, not, to now not check the phones. Do not, not lo- check the phones. Do not park, em. Okay, talk park to them. The, okay. Talk to, talk to your staff. That's Get the to know man. your people. That's what's a good idea. You know, and uh, he's now piling another solution to the phone addiction, as he calls it. A group of about 250 workers are part of the experience in which they will refrain from all personal phone calls at their desks. He set up an area. If you want to make a personal call, go to that area. Well, I
0: think they should. Listen, they're on company time, and, and if they're being on company time and the company's paying them, you know, that's like, would you ever think of that 20 years ago?
1: Well, I've had a phone in my car since, like, 1968, uh, okay. so the wrong guy. Okay, well, I have the same thing. But at the end of the day,
0: <laughs> the fact is, it, it's, you're on company time. If you got to make a personal phone call, find a spot to make it, not in the middle of all the employees. Do you I know how many hours
1: what? it takes up that an employee looks at their phone in a week that takes away from the employer?
0: Uh, I would have to say seven.
1: Two hours and about 20 minutes. All right, we'll take that off the next paychecks from everybody. Well, I think you should. I think that we need to reevaluate. Hey, across the pond of the Detroit River...
0: Windsor is not having a lot of fun. They no. reject a contract talk. Again? Yeah, again. They this they rejected the it yesterday. Uh, they've been closed over 45 days. So do you want to buy the place now? Uh, no. Um, actually, my stock in the Detroit Casinos has gone up because... You're loving it, aren't they, you? They, they, the volume has gone up several million dollars on this side of the river. So Windsor can stay closed uh, and do their thing. But
1: let's stay realistic for a minute. Yeah. What do you really think will happen in Windsor with the casino? I mean, this is... We're going to be shut down there at least six two months now because of the timetable. Mm-hmm. Have they come to the reality that uh, that the union can't dictate? You know, kind of, well, well, the union is dictating, so should, the, They are
0: dictating. The, the issue is it's government-owned, right. and I think eventually they'll have to give in a little bit, and uh, so the government will make a little less money. But you know what? There comes a time when they draw a line, and we're not going to go into that. That um, we'll see what happens. I, I don't know what's going to happen. Do you see these statues? Let's go downtown across the river. Yes. Do you see a picture of the statue that the Gilberts bought?
1: Statue that the yeah Gilberts yeah the
0: Gilberts are collecting. You know, Dan Gilbert's wife yes is collecting a bunch of art. Yes, she is. So she bought a sculpture. Sculpture, I should Not say, a sculpture. It's a sculpture. <laughs> she scalped a sculpture. That yes. uh, it's eighteen feet tall, seventeen feet tall. Yes, it's dubbed "Waiting by Internet." It's by a renowned Brooklyn artist mm-hmm. Brian Donnelly. Okay, it's known as Cause. And if you look at it first, it looks Cause. Like cause. Oh, Cause. K- yeah, K A W S. Oh. Uh, capital K-W-S. Yes. It, was, it was by Jennifer, Gilbert, and Dan. They bought it for our collection. It was replaced in Detroit's business district. If you look at it quick, you think it's like a big, big Mickey Mouse and a small Mickey Mouse, but it's got some weird ears, and it's got X's for eyes. so it's pretty unique, and it's definitely going to stand out downtown Detroit.
1: Well, you know, you talk about the district mm-hmm. and everything else that's going on. There's a sad day down in the New Center area, and it's it's been a Stalworth location for 94 years on Woodward, mm-hmm. and they're closing their doors at the end of the month, maybe this month. They, sh- they know for sure by June they're done. And who is that, Peter? Detroit Hardware Company. Oh. And once the Q line started, business really picked up. They had a lot of uh, people coming in to open up accounts on the Q line, and then uh, more people kept coming in. But the two women that have been running this thing – Um, are now 68 and 70 and nobody's really come to the table and their father of one of the women um, got a huge offer to be bought out and something else new to go in. In 94 years of doing it it's just amazing what's happening in the Woodward area Um, in retirements and yeah, there's a price tag on this piece of property and we know that. The place could be moved but I think it's more retirement and the other big one is on uh, West McNichols, and we knew it as a beautiful Danish bakery known as Nutson's. Oh, man. And uh, guy, uh, 95 years, they're closing also. Boy. So the city is seeing, yes, we're seeing a rebirth, new generation, but we're also seeing those wonderful places that have been there for years and years for the community fading away.
0: Well, you know, what gets old is old. Speaking of hardware, um We're working on a handyman show right now. Handyman. A handyman show. And we we think we've got the right guy. We're we're working on it. Well, we know it's not you. No, it's not. We've watched you in here, please. I I, I am handy. No, 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 no. I am handy. Um Look, you sold tools. No, no, I'll we'll give you that. I built it. T- my you. last house, I built the addition to the deck. It's still standing. <laughs> yeah, I
1: built the addition. I did to it the deck. I did,
0: I added onto the deck. I I was the general contractor for the basement. I'm actually pretty
1: handy, so uh, don't go there. No, 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 you're a great general contractor.
0: No, no, I'm handy with the hammer. Handy with
1: the hammer. Handy with the hammer. With the hammer. I know how to down So knock is that the name wood. of your new show then? Handy with the hammer with Paul no, Bensman?
0: No, no. There's actually a new entrepreneurial show gonna be starting in about six weeks. It's the Entrepreneur and You with Paul Bensman Monday oh. nights at six o'clock. Oh, so that is starting which will be fun um yes ford motor company let's go to some automotive well, let's go to automotive Start the your f-150
1: yes started rolling again this thank week. goodness and that is the money maker for ford because silverado's coming out with their big one yeah from, J- from general motors
0: and and over at ford motor company they're still trying to grab traction uh hackett who runs ford yes uh, is having some issues their stock is still sitting
1: around eleven dollars I think he when he made his comment about goodbye private passenger auto, yeah, I think it shook up a lot of people. Well, you know and what? And fuel's going up.
0: He only did what Marcioni did during the talks. And, and people got to realize that uh, Mr. Marcioni is very bright because when he did the auto talks, last auto talks, he made a deal that all the cars are going to be made over uh, in Mexico and other places that trucks is where he makes his money. Right. They cut out two of the Chrysler vehicles, the Dart and the 200. Uh, the 300's running at the end. So he made that move. Over a year ago, so he made the first move. When he bought Chrysler, uh, Fiat bought Chrysler, merged with Chrysler. Uh, jeeps were selling about three to four hundred thousand units. They are now approaching two million jeeps internationally, which is a high profit item. Thank He's pushing much. Dodge Ram, so Chrysler's really a truck company, and he saw it right away. Now the trucks are more efficient, but once again we have short memories. Because when gas goes to four dollars,
1: that's what I'm looking at. Looking for small cars. But that that brings another question to the table. Mm-hmm. Why is gas? Why is the barrel cost going up if our shale is doing so well here in the states at pulling and getting so, gas?
0: I looked at that last
1: week and I did some research. All right, share with me. So here's what's And happening. actually, could you do me a better thing? <laughs> yes. For those of you listening, you know this is New Radio Media Talking Biz with uh, Paul and Peter here. If you want to contact us at 844-999-9249, we'd love to hear from you. And don't forget NRM Streams with a Z. Get our apps. Join us. Be part of our show. We'd love to hear from you. And now, Paul. All right. So we look at the oil market,
0: Peter, and it's international, and it's really a farce. All right, let's just talk about it.
1: Gas, that's very good.
0: Gas that's is, good. what happens is, is in the in the United States market, it's got to hover around $55 a barrel for them to be profitable to process gas or oil in the United States. We're now at $71, $72 a barrel. Pick it think, up, you're even going up it's, higher. It's going, but I'm just saying what's going to happen is, is that we can start production here, and we're exporting actually out of the United States. Correct. But the global market, because of what the tension in the East and all that stuff... It goes up. And the oil producers over there aren't stopping. Uh, I think it will come down again. It hasn't been a focus of the government here. But I think it will come down again. And it's also what they say, supply and demand, or my instructor at Wayne State, you say surprise and demand. Surprise. And I and, like that much better at the pump. <laughs> yeah, it's a <laughs> surprise. So you know what? We'll see it go up and down right now. The consumer is buying it at $309. Uh, we have no choice. And a lot of people, you know what? I think the fact is that our cars are more efficient today. And I think people, you know, on a fixed income, it's very tight, very tight. But the average consumer uh, is not bitching like they used to. I don't know why. I don't hear about it as much. Really? Um, really? I, I think you'll I think hear it, it because now the tick is happening. Well, and, and it will happen. But what's going to happen, I think it, what goes up must come down. But that's all the oil companies. and. There's another thing do?
1: going up, too, that uh, I think is going to start hurting the marketplace, and that's called mortgage rates.
0: Well, you know, glad glad you brought
1: that up. There's there's going to happen more.
0: Um I've been talking a slight recession in the next 18 months, and I've talked to a lot of people, and here are the factors. Consumer debt is all-time high. So a person who's paying their charge cards, barely paying those, and the interest goes up and the cards go up, will start being default. It's been about eight years since the last recession, so people who filed bankruptcy eight years ago, hey, guess what? They can do it again. They're lining up at the door. So we have an economy that's going to take a hiccup, not as bad as the last one because of the mortgage crisis, but we're going to have a hiccup in the next 18 to 24 months, if not sooner. Um, Gas prices don't help to the consumer that has to drive to work back and forth and barely is making
1: their bills now, so not so bright in the future. Well, you know, I'm only concerned because there was a big write-up about 60% of Americans today, you know, kind of want to live in a walkable community. They want to participate in the community, so the rental market... Is really taking a nice love of this.
0: Well, and, and and we're going to talk about that. We've got a little time before the break. I want to well, catch on well, that after the break because okay. there's a whole, whole thing about rentals, downtowns, and everything, right, which we
1: followed the studies for the last five years on that. Because I know that when we come back from the break, mm-hmm. I got some else. There's something about Detroit too that I want to ask you about, and that will be: Do we want a high-end airport in the city, or do we want a an industrial park? That's well, interesting. So City airport
0: is real interesting. Yeah, so
1: we're gonna we're gonna play with that a little bit, mm-hmm. and um, you know, and then our guest, of course, is going to be joining us at eight thirty, and that's going to be very exciting to hear about, you know, like a timeshare boating deal. Is how I looked at it. Timeshare boating. I'm going to ask him about timeshare boating. Yeah, it's it's going to be
0: exciting because I think I'm going to end up being a member after this. I, I
1: know you really want to. I, I know you yeah. had that little dinghy boat, and you really want to do this. So while pe- people sit back a and try to figure out boat. what Paul really wants to get. Let's remind everybody, you're listening to New Radio Media, Talking Biz, and we'll be right back.
2: Want to stay informed, entertained, and enlightened? Get connected and stay connected today to New Radio Media. The New Radio Media app is now available for download in the Apple and Google Play Store. Just search for NRM Streams for unlimited access to archived, live, new, exciting, and unique content Welcome to Geek Tainment Weekly, all for free. Do it now. Stay connected.
1: And action.
2: And millions of ducks. Two cool guys go to newradiomedia.com.
0: An entertainment channel on new radio media. Dot
2: com what's going on in your neighborhood?
3: They say it takes a village. It's the simple thing
2: the things that are a testament to the
1: old and the things that are a testament to the new know what's going on in your community
3: check out our community channel on newradiomedia.com
0: it's all about you and that's the way we like it
3: where you're
4: going
1: what you do to stay fit
4: what you're eating, what you're thinking,
2: and how you're feeling. Join the conversation at NewRadioMedia.com's Lifestyles channel.
4: Stream the like you want, want to live. It.
1: So welcome back, everybody. I'm Peter Perlman with Paul Benzman on New Radio Media. The show's called Talking Biz, and we are going to continue to talk. I want to talk about the following. High-end airport, industrial park.
0: Right, we're going to talk about that and also another issue you brought about oh, rentals. We, we said I was coming back on that. You can come back on that, too, if you so like. Let's, Which let's one talk, do you want to go with? Let's start with the airport
1: because uh, I have Because you're pl- private pl- aircraft.
0: No, I have plenty of clients in that area with property. We've acquired property We're talking clients, about, just so everybody understands. City what, airport. Thank you very much. French road area. You got it. And um, it's very interesting because the mayor about a year and a half ago mentioned a drag strip there. That's when they were thinking, "Hey, this is going on." I was involved in talks um, when the first one of the last commercial airlines went out of business. We were actually in talks with them to create Casino Air Detroit. They had three planes, and we were going to fly people regionally into the Detroit casino market and have day junkets. Uh, They ended up filing bankruptcy, but one of the partners really liked our idea, and with each 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 airplane was going to be sponsored by one of the Detroit casinos to do day trips. Uh, But they folded. I also flew out, and I'm sure you—have you ever flew out, flown out of there, Peter? In a private. I Well, I, I did commercials out of there, and I found it really good to fly to New York and Chicago when they had airlines flying out of there, and it was really convenient. But here's what's going on. Oakland County Airport keeps growing. Sure does. It keeps growing and growing. And with the number of businesses downtown, it would make sense to spruce up the airport. I know plenty of people that are downtown that would bring their planes from Oakland to Detroit.
1: Uh, less traffic. Now, you know we don't even have an air traffic controller in Detroit anymore. Well, no. the The airport is basically kind of an independent little entity, uh, private, which the the mayor's trying to push out. That's mm-hmm. part of it. Mm-hmm. The Tuskegee Airmen are trying to work with it, and they mm-hmm. have a new nonprofit over there trying to maintain the facility. So it does not require. An air traffic controller, Right. and well, that's the horror. Well, the thing was, the traffic got so slow uh, that the
0: federal government pulled the tower out. Correct. And so what happens over there, it's a great location within minutes of downtown, and I believe that they should spruce it up and build some
1: new you know, facilities well, there. Well, the runways have to be redone. There's a number of things that actually have to be done to be put in there. The real question becomes, do we want to have a city municipal airport under the auspices of the mayor? Or do we just say we have Metropolitan Airport, we have Oakland. Macomb County's looking at an airport, yeah. still out there, 23-mile road area, where they do have the Macomb County Airport. It's a simple little place um, because it will never go to Selfridge as a shared airport.
0: No, I, I think they should go ahead and maybe privatize it or do a pseudo-public-private uh, thing. Just, you know, everything that goes, like, in the Detroit Zoo, COBO, it comes a different organization, and it spruces up. I don't think the city should be under management of it. I think that you should put it into some separate entity that's run uh, separately from the city, and I believe it makes a lot of sense to uh, bring in more private plans.
1: Okay, so knowing all of that around there, what else in that general area today do you see will mushroom to assist in the growth of that area? So— it does have a way to bring in charter planes, and
0: you have private planes, but charter planes, there was a design that I liked for warehousing and distribution. Uh, you have a lot of plants in Detroit still. You've got the Chrysler plant. You've got other plants in Detroit area. It could be used as a, uh, a distribution hub. It could be used, because what's happening now, Peter, is that, you know, we've got 3 million square feet of Amazon warehouse. Now, that's that's even light, because I'll tell you what's going on. There's a lot of Amazon suppliers, like LG, the appliance company. Correct. They have a warehouse over at Hazel Park, built by Ashley Capital. Right. The majority of those goods are going not only to retailers, but being sold through Amazon. So the ancillary companies that are selling through Amazon are now building warehouses. So on smaller items, air freight makes sense. So I really think that City Airport could be dual-purposed. One... For freight, and two for private jets. Do you think that we missed the boat on a heliport there? Not that we missed a boat there. Here's the problem with heliports: Detroit wasn't designed for it. Now that doesn't mean it couldn't change because if you go to New York, a lot of heliports are near the water or near the airport. You have to have a place you can land the helicopter. Yeah, it helps. It really, so, it really, so, really does. So besides, you hospitals, can take off at the you know. airport, but where are you going to bring it down? You need if, so. You know, if it's funny because if you go to the old Checker Cab building across yes. from Comerica Field. When Monaghan bought it, he built that heliport right on top of the checker building. Right. So he could fly over there from Ann Arbor, go to the games, and then go back that way. Uh, Detroit wasn't built for heliporting. Um, could it be turned into the air? I don't see it happening. It's okay. it's not that spread out, um, and it's not like New York. I think if people fly into City Airport, mm-hmm. they can limo it in.
1: Well, all right. You know, it's, it's kind of interesting to take a look at it. But, you know, Detroit has got so many dynamics going on, you know, between— What's happening on the west side of Woodward Avenue, shall we say, and going further down. And then what's happening on the east side of Woodward Avenue towards the Indian Village area, which is you know, starting to really take off before we even get to the, growth, to the points. And with all that growth, the movement of people is still a challenge.
0: Well, it is. Um, here's the difference. You know, it's changing with the young people. Um, in Detroit, the auto companies wanted two cars in every garage. Correct. They did not want mass transit. Now, let's You brought up a point about uh, downtowns. And downtowns started or just trending. Just walking in general. Well, walking let me, areas. well, let me go there. Yeah. Downtowns uh, started trending uh, over 10 years ago. The downtown populations were growing because here's what's happening people don't like to drive home after work and they don't want to get in the car again. They want to relax. They want to go driving. They want to go to a movie. They want to walk to dinner. And the young people have a really smart there's a lot of people that move to downtown areas that don't even have cars, so their attitude is, you know what? I'll spend more on a nice loft, a uh, rent a nice loft. I'll spend more on a good meal. I'll spend more on myself, on entertainment. They're learning, or they're not learning. They know how to enjoy life. You know, they're not stressed out. They say, you know what? I'll hang out a little. More. I don't have a car and car insurance. There's five hundred dollars savings. Okay, more. Well, I'm just saying, I know. easy. That's okay, five hundred dollars. So you know what? Instead of paying eight hundred for rent, I'll pay thirteen hundred and I'll have a great loft. Sexy loft and and downstairs within three blocks, I got ten restaurants. I got a club. I got maybe a baseball field or an arena. That's a cool lifestyle, and and, and people are going to that. So downtowns uh, have become very popular. That's why the Royal Oaks, the Ferndales, the Berkleys,
1: uh, the Claussons the Clarkstons, they're all becoming popular. Well, you know it's interesting. And in the second hour of the show, I'm not going to do it this hour because we have a guest at eight thirty, but. In the second hour, we're going to talk about an expansion in one of those communities that you have mentioned, or maybe you haven't, on what they're looking at from a residential, commercial, um, retail-type system to grow more of the downtown area. The big issue we'll talk about is parking, because people want to visit the people that live there, and there's not the parking availability that we believe. You know, we drive all the time, so... We want it, but a lot of people don't realize that these people that live in these nice residential communities where it's all walking, parking is an issue. Well, we're working on in
0: our real estate side a project. I can't say what city no, but it is. We'll,
1: we'll talk more on that at the nine yeah, it, o'clock hour.
0: It's interesting because parking is a factor, and a lot of these cities don't have the money to build
1: facilities, which well, brings and, in opportunity. Opportunities, another one. ones So okay. okay. So a little bit more. Um, have you heard? of a unique place called and this one I gotta dig out of my little woodwork here. I got to find my notes here. This is an interesting one. Mm-hmm. the first supply um, first f- yeah first supply company out of Wisconsin. No, they're the one that they, they were they were before the
0: second one.
1: Yes, they okay, were so the first one. they are the first one okay and they're in Birmingham, Michigan, okay? They are the bathroom with a brain company known as Putting Kohler Retail. I had a comment for that, but I'm not going to say it. Ooh, I bet you. No S. Ah, (laughs) first supplies. Kohler Signature Store opened this month in Birmingham. A very unique concept um, because a lot of people want to start, you know, uh, renovating their homes again. The time is right. Uh, It was proved by Home Depot's little... A Re- report lately in Lowe's that um, this store in Birmingham is going to be very, very unique. Okay. You're looking at me like I I'm just listening. I, I don't want those streets I, 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 in I, 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 Birmingham.
0: Uh, Birmingham's all messed up. wait a second. I'm to look at the. Wait, I Seven twenty-four, old Northwood. Let's look at the phone what? room. Is there is our gentleman frozen in the phone room? Uh, hey, that's the only uh, air conditioned room it's, in the it's, building. It's it's cold in there. I'm
1: spitzing in here. It's yeah. pouring rain outside, and, and
0: it's an ice box. There. Chelsea used to go in there. Yeah, and she and did. She got smart. She moved across the glass. We had to call her Chesicle. She's like a popsicle. It's uh, Let's not go there. Yeah, it's frozen. Let's
1: not go there. She's
0: fro. What? Popsicle. That's right. Oh. See that? See? She liked oh, that. Okay. See. Okay. Uh, see. Uh, that's- but that's
1: because she got her haircut. Well, that's old news. Haircut. Yeah, old
0: news. So, anyways, we've got our guest coming up in a couple minutes. Here, we're yeah. gonna learn about the boat club on Saint Clair.
1: Yeah. Well, that's gonna be a very, very interesting piece. You know, and uh, it's. What's so unique about it, I almost thought about it as a um, timeshare would be a good term. But. Well, we'll discuss the timeshare. And I'm time going to ask that question. You uh, haven't brought Steve? up something lately. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I got okay. one question for you. One question. Because This is a break. simple trivia question. Another trivia uh, no, question. This okay. is, no, the other one was like this day oh, in it's history. it's very trivial. I'll give you, this, this is the simple trivia first. Okay. All right, the Mackinac Bridge. Okay. How many miles is it in length? Over two miles. Seriously, how many miles is it? You're three, from Michigan.
0: Three point something miles.
1: Five. Five miles. When did they expand it? Five. What time did they expand it? <laughs> Five miles. You know? Excuse me. All right. The cough button. Okay. The cough button. That's the a little light. red button. Yeah, That's okay. the red button. All yeah. right. Normally, I like to throw a few trivia questions at you. The last one, I'm, the third one we'll save for the second hour, but right. this one is very simple. Okay. The finding of a broken axe by a survey party led to the naming of what Michigan community? Bad Axe. Very good. I am so proud of you. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, Paul Bensman has got it. The next one will be very tough for him, but that's it's, all right. it's coming. That enough. The are you, answer what, you is are being. not Sunny Elliot, and you're not giving me two words for the weather. Okay. So, you know, with <laughs> they, that... They don't know what we're know, talking about you know, here. We're going to get Paul some uh, beverage to enjoy. Uh, I'm Peter Perlman. You're listening to New Radio Media, Talking Biz, and we'll be right back.
3: Guys, wait up. Hold on. Daddy said, hold on.
4: You know, I was thinking, Bill, yeah. I'm ready for our show and, and you're ready for mm-hmm. the show, but how do we let everyone know
3: that we're ready for the show?
4: slow-motion rap video.
3: At Murray's Park City, we're known for offering customer service you won't get in any chain store or online.
1: And action
2: <laughs> and millions of ducks. Two guys go to newradiomedia.com. The Arts and Entertainment Channel on New com.
0: Welcome back to Talking Biz on a Saturday morning. Rainy Saturday morning in the motor city, eight thirty-four. We've got a special guest in the studio, Steve Dobreth. Hey Steve, how you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Hey, let me ask you a question. You you uh, are you the owner of the Freedom Boat Club on Lake St. Clair? Absolutely. And how long have you been the owner of that?
3: We started the business in February of 2016, so we're entering our third season right now. Gotcha. It's growing like crazy.
0: Very good. Uh, Now, how many clubs are there around the country?
3: As of today, there's over 160 locations around the country. Um, when we started in 2016, we were a part of a group that came in as the 100-club milestone. Yeah. And in the last two years, we've added 60 clubs since that time. Wow. So you've been a boater for your whole life? Started when I was eight years of age. My parents sent me out on a little aluminum boat, and that's how I learned how to boat. And uh, by age 12, most of us on in, in Lake St. Clair were driving around in little 13-foot Boston whalers, and my parents would let us go all over the lake. We'd go out to the islands, over to Metro Beach, and uh, you know that was a huge part of my life growing up on the lake.
0: So I take you you're from the East Side, Lake Saint Clair. <laughs> Grew up in Harrison Township, okay. and
3: then bounced around. Um, lived to Sterling Heights. We moved out to Commerce Township, um, and uh, experienced the Oakland County um, in the Lakes boating out there. Yeah. Then kids got into travel sports, and that was pretty much the end of my boating life. Is the the boat <laughs> went from the marina and then sat in my garage. Um, and uh, my boat took up three quarters of my three car garage. So no cars, one boat, and a three car garage. And then uh, when we I had, my wife had a job transfer, we moved down to Tampa, Florida. And I gave my boat to my neighbor because of the frustrations of having a boat that you can't use. And then when you go up to the boat launch, um, it wouldn't start. And so I was that guy that was sitting at the boat launch, and everybody's beeping at and you couldn't get out. <laughs> so I was pretty much frustrated at that point in time with my with boating, and I was done boating. So we gave the boat to my next-door neighbor, and uh, we moved down to um, Tampa. And uh, one of our neighbors introduced us to Freedom Boat Club. And uh, the funny story on that is... is is. I heard about it I was skeptical of it and my wife and my sister they joined over my objection um, they announced it as a family Christmas present to our family and I was very upset that they did this behind my back because I just the whole concept of having access to boats all over the country um, it didn't make any sense to me until we went out to the location and saw this incredible marina that had 35 brand-new boats all sitting there, and you're like, wait a minute, there's pontoon boats, there's center council fishing boats, and you have access to use all these. And I was sitting there just with my jaw wide open and sitting there going, I can't believe that you can actually do this. And uh, for four years we sat around um, as members and went to all the clubs in the west side of the state of Florida. And uh, we were, my wife and I were floating around Tampa Bay one day, and that's how the subject came up about opening a location up here, and that's, that's how we did it.
0: So well, let me ask you a question here. Um, so you started the boat club.
3: Um, how many boats are there in the in the year's club? In in the location yeah, here on in location. Lake Saint Clair, yeah. we started two years ago with no members, and we added four boats. Okay. And as the membership grows, we keep adding boats. So you know, here we are going into our third year. We have eight boats in our fleet right now. And, uh, you know, we're close to buying that ninth boat, and uh, we just keep adding more and more boats as the membership grows. What's the largest boat you've got there? Uh, 20, it's 25 to 27 feet. It's, uh, you know, the, our two sea rays have extended platforms on them. They're both 25 feet, and they extend out to 27 feet. Interesting. Now, there's a membership fee.
0: Is it the yes. same for everyone?
3: Yes. Everybody pays a one-time entry fee, and that's the key to the freedom model. Okay. Um, you know, and our, around the country, we have the 160 clubs, 17,000-plus members. Um, we, we always laugh about this, that there's a, a new member joining Freedom Boat Club every half hour Okay. <laughs> somebody's joining. Um, and, uh, you know, there the fleet itself, there's over 1,700 boats in the fleet and the way it works is everybody pays a one-time entry fee and it's just pay it one time and that's how we can always make sure we have enough boats for our member we know what the proper member to boat ratio is last year we put out over 230,000 boat trips as a company and that's how we make sure that when our members want to go boating we have a boats available. Everybody pays that entry fee, and then we continue to buy boats with that entry fee. So, what is that entry fee? It's normally six thousand five hundred. They're doing a, a boat show special, so right now it's fifty-five hundred dollars to get in, and then after that, there's a number of different plans. The two most populars are seven-day standard plan, that's two ninety-nine a month. You make a monthly fee, or a weekday from Monday through Friday is one ninety-nine a month.
0: That's not bad to own a boat two ninety nine a month for a year, right? Yes. And you have a, a choice using a boat, and you got no headaches. It includes the insurance. Now,
1: who
3: pays? They pay for the gas, right? The members pay for gas. Right. That's right. your only expense. We yeah. ask them to tip dock hands because our dock hands do an amazing job of maintaining and cleaning these kind boats. Kind of like what we days. do at a timeshare. You do the same thing. Absolutely. I mean, except this with this type of timeshare is you're sharing an entire fleet of boats, and you have access all over the country um and soon to be all over the world we have a, our european expansions coming up um we're putting a location in france with uh juno boats so that's kind of exciting very for nice our so, so let me ask you this question before you got into all this and thank your bride for getting
1: you into this
3: what did you do i was a practicing lawyer for 25 years and i'm still practicing uh as a, you know and i i have this very Kind of bipolar lifestyle is I have my, you know, my law practice, which is nobody likes lawyers. What (laughs) kind of of law do you practice? My specialty is I have a um, background in construction litigation, but I have a subspecialty in indoor air quality issues. So many people that know me in the legal world refer to me as one of the moldy lawyers. Okay. Um, (laughs) Moldy lawyers.
1: uh, (laughs) That's a different show between mold and mildew. Yeah. You know,
3: (laughs) let me go go back to the club for a second.
0: You know I, I go to Florida uh in the winter and I want to go to Florida more times in the winter. Uh the, they have a bigger fleet down there is it is it we- Bigger boats, what is it?
3: It's yeah, Most of the locations are going to have the same type of fleet. It's a, a, a variety of boats. Usually they're mm-hmm. day type of boats ranging between 22 to that 25 to 26-foot range. Mm-hmm. Some clubs do have bigger boats. Some have up to 32-foot cruisers. The largest one in Chicago um, our Georgia locations, they have some bigger cruisers. Um, but it's mainly going to be a day boat between that. You know, 22 to 26 feet in range. Florida has um, over 60 locations around the state of Florida. Wow. Um, Just southwest Florida is our corporate-owned locations from Marco Island all the way up to Bradenton. There's 17 locations, 450 boats there. The club that I'm a a member of, which is our Tampa location, um, which is run by uh, um, Glenn Bergenhoffel, he is just an incredible owner, and he's the guy that I kind of mentored my business behind. And uh, Glenn last year, with their Tampa salespeople, sold over 1,000 memberships in our Tampa location. And they added 122 new boats to their fleet. Well, so
1: here's the question, though. So you have, let's use Michigan, for example. You have eight
3: vessels currently. um, And 10 people call for the same week. We have perfected the reservation system of a shared asset. Um, We created this concept, and uh, many industries are following it. The way our program works is every member gets, when you join, you get what are called four rolling reservations. Those are your guaranteed online advance reservations. Uh-huh. You make them online. And everybody has four. And so if you think about it, if you want to go boating Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, book those boats for those four days. As soon as you use one, you can make another one. So as soon as you use Monday, you can make a reservation on um, on Friday or the weekend um, on the weekends, what we found when we started this um, rolling reservation concept is the members, um, in particular fishermen, would book a boat on a Saturday. That's our busy days. And they would book it for the full day, but they're only using it for a few hours. So they came up with the concept to do split reservations on the weekends. So on a Saturday or Sunday, if you want to book a boat for a full day, it's two of the four reservations. On a, um, if you just want to go out in the morning, one reservation, afternoon, one reservation. And then we, you know, they've done it, and they're always pushing for more ingenious ideas with the reservation system. So the next step was is they came up with this unlimited spur-of-the-moment boating where many times there's boats just sitting at the marina. Yesterday, beautiful day here in Michigan. The lake was very calm, just a great day. Amazingly, we only had one boat go out for the day. You know, and, you know, normally on a good day like that, we'll have most of the boats going in and out. But you can call up the dock even if you have your four reservations online hey is a boat available yes and you could that's your boat you have unlimited spur of the moment boating on the busy weekends we have a wait list system so if you the boats are happen to be booked click the waitlist button. As soon as one of those boats come back, the dock hand sends out an email to everybody on the waitlist. First person respond gets that boat. And we can put out three and four families on one boat in a weekend because as a club, we know that you know with the 230,000 boat trips in a year, we know exactly how long people spend on the water. Most of the time it's you know about 3.5 hours is the average time people spend on the water. And so we can push people in and off those boats, get them cleaned up, next group in, and you know the fourth of july weekend last year we had um four three o'clock in the afternoon there's boats available even on the busiest weekends of the year let me ask you a question what are the hours so uh, how late can someone take a boat out so our our hours of operation it's eight o'clock in the morning until sunset okay Um, because we provide the insurance you know one of the things that we're very you know very very stringent on is is safety of our members okay um the, the club through our insurance company does not allow or does not insure for night operation because we know look at 90 percent of the boating accidents happen at night and you know what members have found is it's okay is they really enjoy just boating during the day and they can go out whenever they want and um, you know it's plenty of time on the water um, without the risk of taking the night operation. right being a
1: small vessel at nighttime you how do you
3: know but how do you know they know how to
1: operate your craft?
3: What a wonderful thing about our club is, especially for new boaters, is we provide unlimited training for all of our members. Um, and, you know, it's amazing. From the new boaters to the old season salts is they always find something interesting with the training because we provide both locally training here where we spend it an in inordinate amount of time working with our our members if you go out and buy a new boat you don't get any training and uh, is unless you pay for it with the club you're going to be with our Coast Guard instructors they will spend as much time as you need Out on the water to determine when you feel safe but most importantly when our instructors determine that you're safe and I'm proud to announce that in two years we've never had one incident on our boats with our members and half of our members are brand new boaters and then another aspect of the training is most of us Michigan boaters have never operated a boat in the intercoastal or ocean waterways of Florida or um, anywhere else around the country and we also provide unlimited training in terms of teaching you how to operate the boats uh, uh, offshore, take, you know, once you get your ocean certification, you can take the boats 25 miles out into the Gulf of Mexico, um, you learn all about these things called tide, current, and flow, which are things that we don't have to deal with on this lake.
1: What about, uh, so you were talking about power. What about
3: sail? There's a few locations around the country that do have sailboats. It's something that we're investigating. I'll always, the, our, our view of the world is just tell us what kind of boat you want. If we get enough members that are interested, we'll add those boats. Um, I know over in our St. Joe location in, in Michigan, they have sailboats over there. Uh, Chicago's got some sailboats. Um, it's not anything we've put in yet, but we're actually talking to a couple of um, local sail clubs and North Star Sail Club about maybe putting a boat in with them and then having them maintain it, but it, our members would have access to it.
1: So how did you hook up with uh, Hideaway
3: Marina just south well, they're south of Southridge Air Force Base, yes. you know, the, the multi-base there? Well, the Hideaway Harbor is owned by Rick and Rob Velger. Um, the Velger family has been in the marine industry for Long as I've known, because they, they grew up right next door to us. Is yeah. Our family property is right next to Hideaway Harbor. And back in the day when we moved into that property, there was only two families in the area. It was the Velger family and the Dobreff family. So the Velger boys and the Dobreff boys all grew up together. And here we are years later, still great friends. And when we started this business, Rob and Rick Velger were a huge part of um, you know pushing us to start this business. And they've been huge fans of um, the club in terms of uh, promoting what we're doing. So expansion plans.
0: You're, you're an entrepreneur. Yes. You have this club. Where do you see your expansion? How fast? Our, how big do you want to grow? Our
3: long-term goal is to put five or six locations on Lake St. Clair. Our franchise rights in terms of development go from the mouth of Lake Erie all the way up to the mouth of Lake Huron on the eastern seaboard of Lake St. Clair. And the plan is we, you know, we're starting right now in the Harrison Township. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been approached by multiple marinas about putting locations in with, with them. Um, is one of them is in, in uh, St. Clair Shores, and that's going to be probably our next location, either St. Clair Shores or Detroit are two of the, our big locations that we're looking at. Um, you know, is We're in negotiations with a couple of different locations. I can't go into all the details. So you're talking to gonna, people in Detroit right yeah. now? Yes, we uh, Okay, because okay. I have a client and, that has two and marinas. And here's what we're going to you. do.
1: We're going to let everybody know that they're listening to new radio media talking biz. And if you want to touch base with us real quick, it's 844-999-9249. We'll be back on the other side, and we'll continue talking about boating on the Great Lakes. The Centers
4: for Disease Control and Prevention says there was a substantial drop in diabetes deaths in the decade leading up to 2006, especially for deaths resulting from heart disease or stroke that's attributed to diabetes. American adults with diabetes are still more likely to die younger than those who do not have the condition, but the gap is getting smaller. The findings come after researchers looked at data from 1997 to 2004, covering nearly a quarter of a million adults mortality rate may be falling for some very simple but sound reasons people with diabetes were found to be less likely to smoke and more likely to be physically active than they were in the past and there also have been some improvements in controlling blood pressure and cholesterol levels but sadly the news is not all good though as the CDC also says that the prevalence of diabetes is likely to rise in the future largely due to poor lifestyle choices and obesity with another prescription for your health I'm Dr. Jim Bragman
2: What's going on in your neighborhood?
3: They say it takes a village. It's the simple things.
2: The things that are a testament to the
1: old. The things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community.
3: Check out our community channel on newradiomedia.com.
4: Why are we here? What makes a person truly good? For those answers, you're going to have to take a philosophy class. But if you're more interested in who would win in a fight between R2D2 and a Dalek, watch Get It to the Geeks on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. on newradiomedia.com.
3: And
1: welcome back to New Radio Media Talking Biz. You know, whether you want to seek that fast paced, you know, fishing pole or the low cruise down to Metro Beach, we have a great thing with Freedom Boat Club here. And, uh, Steve, you know, you've been sharing with us a little bit about it and, you know, the eight uh, craft that you currently have and the growth that you're looking all along the shoreline from St. Clair Shores, basically up to the Mackinac
3: Bridge. Is Right now, nobody has the development up to Mackinac. Um, we're, you know, our zone goes from, you know, essentially pour Huron down to Toledo is where we're located but you know it's the the long-term goal if we put five or six locations on Lake St. Clair if nobody's developed Lake Huron we will continue to develop north um, we're also going to look for Oakland County expansion and possibly Wayne County expansion in some of the inland lakes. I'd love to put some, com- you know, reciprocal locations out in the Oakland County lakes, because many of us from the east side have never been on those lakes, and there's just some amazing lakes over there to go see. Now, do you have any family working with you in this project? Yes, um, is my partner is uh, um, my brother. His name's Rick Dobreff, and uh, he's completely opposite of me. He's a robotics engineer. He can fix just about anything. He's a master marine mechanic and a master auto mechanic. And uh, we make for a very interesting partnership in terms of how we work. I handle all the sales and um, sales and marketing into the business. He handles the operations side.
0: And you have an office
3: that you work out of? Yes, we're, we have an office at the Hideaway Harbor Marina um, okay. right in the showroom. We're, we're tucked back in the back there. There are... Our office, but um, our office is really, really out on the water. That's so, where we're. So how many members do you have? Sorry, about that on, no how, many, how many in. How many members do you have? Yeah, right we, now? we're up to fifty-five members right okay. now, and then uh, you know we've got. There's, I'm hoping by the show end of the show, we should have about, about five or six more members. We'll be over that sixty-member mark um, soon here. You keep mm-hmm. talking about the show. Where's the show at? Great Lakes Boating Festival is at the Gross Point Yacht Club. This is their 30th anniversary, and it's a spectacular show. I mean, as you see these multi-million dollar yachts, um, all of the latest greatest designs in the Center council offshore fishing boats in um, the, the huge expansion of the tritons and pontoons on our lake, you're seeing these 25 30 foot pontoon boats with 300 horse- horsepower <laughs> engines on. They're really amazing to see. So they come to your table, your booth. We actually have a boat in the water, so they come out to our wow. boat.
1: Great. So they come out there, and what is the first negative thing you hear from them?
3: People always concerned about availability. That's their that's their big question is is availability. And uh, you know what I tell people all the time is, look at the company itself has been in business since 1989. It is uh, one guy started this business with this idea is so he's looking for an affordable alternative to get out on the water. You know, as opposed to owning a boat. And uh, this is was his concept. He created it, and we've now, we have 160 locations of 17,000 members, and it's just growing. So, it's, the board that we have to your left, you can lift it up,
1: and our camera will pick it up a little bit. Walk us through what you're actually showing us.
3: Okay, so this is the map of the United States. And if you see, our first location was in Sarasota, Florida, on the west coast of Florida. And we started there with four boats in one location. And then it grew like wildfire all throughout the state of Florida. And uh, the owner of Freedom Boat Club, um, his name is John Giglio. He is just an ingenious entrepreneur. And John's concept. John took over the company in 2011, I think it was, and then his idea was, look, this idea works so wonderful in the state of Florida, it should work all over the all over the country. And now, you know, and since 2012, we've just tr- almost tripled in size, and we we have locations now in California, um, new locations up in Washington, even Vancouver. So I see that
1: in Michigan, you know, we have Holland, okay, Saint yes. Clair. St. Joseph to the south. Whitehall. for those who aren't familiar, is north of Muskegon, okay, by 30 miles, not to worry about it. And um, so the west side, we know from going up north all the time, the Traverse City, the Charlevoix. Do you see anything in that yes. area? Traverse yes,
3: City, Traverse City is on the development map for Freedom Boat Club. Um, they've been talking to a number of marinas up there. Um, the gentleman that owns the um, Whitehall location, Drew Goss, um, he also just opened up, and it's not on the map yet, but he just opened up a Grand Haven location. Um, so it's heading north that way, and just like us, we're, we're growing too.
1: So Paul is the client. Yes. Why would Paul want to be a participant?
3: Simple, easy. Um, and Paul's really thinking. about I know. This. Yeah. No, I, 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 Paul, before you got I know, here, I, 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 eyes, I, I want dude. a boat. I'm a
0: single guy. Yes. I don't strolling. have time to maintain it. I don't have a place to store it. And I'm really liking this. And I'll tell you why. Uh, it, it is, is amazing because if I got to go buy a boat, I still got to put my downstroke down, right? Yes. But I got to maintain it. I got to store it. And for $2.99 a month, it's a value. Absolutely, And and you got me thinking because it's, it's really interesting because I'm thinking how we can help you at New Radio Media and what we can do for you to get members. But it's really, really cool because I think the concept's great. It works. You know, who wants to sell a boat? They say the best time for a guy the first day he buys it, the day he sells it, why own it? And, and, and I have a friend in Florida who's a member. He loves it. He goes down there. He goes and uses a center council boat, does the intercoastals. And goes up and down and he parks the boat. And you know what? It's a great thing. So I understand the value. I'm excited about your value. It's a great, great concept. And, and I think it's a well-deserved and needed concept out in the marketplace. Now, let me talk about the show. Yes. When is the show? Is it this, this weekend or next weekend?
3: It's this weekend. And, uh, you know, rain
0: or shine, we'll be out there. Well, tomorrow's um, going to be sunny, beautiful. 65. <laughs> Good day tomorrow. I might make
3: my way out there. What are the hours of the show? It runs from noon to noon to seven today, Mm -hmm. and then on Sunday from noon to five. And what is the cost of admission? Free. Free, yeah. So you the, get to walk on his boat. That's the beauty great. of it. So you noon to five, if
0: I come over to Lakes and Clear, the Great Lakes Yacht Club, Gro- Gross, Gross, Point. Point, Gross Yacht. Point, Gross Point, Great it. Lakes is Remember, the, is you, the uh, sailboat guys. The you great do lakes, not right? need socks. This okay. is Gross Point. So this is it, and and, and uh, I got to wear a sweater over my shoulders. That's right. Well, your blue jacket blue works. Blue jacket. Too. Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. But I'll tell you guys, if you've yeah. never been to the Gross Point Yacht
3: oh, Club, because
1: it is an exclusive club. It is spectacular to see. It is. It's great. You know, you've shared so much with us in such a limited, compact time that we have here, but um, I know that the listeners want to find
3: you very quickly, so in the next 10 seconds, how do they do it? Go to FreedomBoatClub.com. That's FreedomBoatClub.com, and you can get all the information you need.
0: All right. Thanks, Steve. I want to thank you for spending some time with us on Saturday morning. You have me intrigued. I'll be talking about this to a lot of people, and let's see what we can do with you. Maybe we can help you out getting members. Thank you, guys. Thank you. We'll be back uh, no, in, in the next hour. Or so, listen to talk, You're listening to Talking Biz. You're on newradiomedia.com. We'll see you at 9 o'clock hour.
2: Want to stay informed, entertained, and enlightened? Get connected and stay connected today to New Radio Media. The New Radio Media app is now available for download in the Apple and Google Play Store. Just search for NRM Streams for unlimited access to archived, live, new, exciting, and unique content. Welcome to Geek Weekly, all for free. Do it now. Stay connected.
1: And action.
2: And millions of ducks. You guys go to newradiomedia.com. <laughs> the Arts and Entertainment Channel on
0: New
2: com. What's going on in your neighborhood?
1: All right, it's
0: a little before nine o'clock our breaks I don't a little but you know
1: is it nine o'clock or not? I no, see...
0: it's it's eight fifty nine, but I'm, we're okay with that. We're here cause... on a rainy Saturday morning, uh, May nineteenth. Most royal wedding we have a new royal couple. I wanna congratulate them on their wedding. Everything is cool with that. Um, Peter. Paul and Mary. Paul we have a new show starting at nine o'clock. The debut is no, supposed no, no, to be no. last. We're week. nine o'clock. Ten o'clock. We're 9 ten o'clock. 9 o'clock.
1: I'm, I'm off at I, ten I, o'clock. I'm so lost because I'm watching Dr. Jimmy Bragman I'm one of my monitors so, too. So
0: we have Real Estate Realities with David Sobel and oh, Dylan wait a minute, wait, Tanaka. Wait a I gotta say thank you. Oh look so, at this. We've got drinks coming this. in. Look at, look the, at uh, this. yeah. Give me a Bloody Mary would look be nice. At this is this you know, the most uh,
1: wonderful uh, thing. In, what room service do we get here at New Radio Media that can't even be done at home? No, you can't do that. So and you then know I'm going to get a lecture when I get home. No, what yeah. What do you mean you don't? What do you drink? Yeah. So Peter, we had an amazing week here at New Radio. Media. Well, tell me and, first and, of all. Wait a minute. You talked about David Sobo.
0: Yeah, and yep, and Dylan Denatta. Dan, real Count. Estate Realities. It's a great. You've got two guys here uh, that are really amazing in real estate. David and I do business together. I made. I met Dylan last week. An amazing gentleman on investment stuff. East Side guy. But David, David, I can talk about. David is an attorney that's got a lot of different backgrounds. You sure bring in a lot of attorneys in
1: this room, don't and,
0: you? Yeah, and but David, David is is a more of a businessman that's a good attorney. Um, David's that you know how many people go to attorneys and they're fearful of that the guy doesn't hold your hand and
1: walk you through and give you. Security? I don't know. I had a brother that was an attorney. I okay. loved him. I mean, we used to have lunch together in in a law firm, no less. All right. So we're talking about David, right? So David, <laughs> David is is
0: amazing. And David has some banking experience, so when David gets hired for something and things we've done with David, I rest assured that I'm cool because I know David's got it, and David keeps you updated, and he talks in layman's terms. So people are real comfortable, David. So I'm excited for the show. So what's the focus at uh, ten o'clock? Well, they're going to let you know what the focus is. It's it's real estate reality. So oh, it's got reality. lots of okay. They have um, a guest, Debbie Binder, on a real estate agent. Oh, we know very Debbie. Nice. She'll be in. And and so at ten o'clock, this new show debuts. We had a little issue last week because of the storm. That's okay. But we're proud to announce that the show starts this week. So let's go back this week in New Radio Media. So Peter, you know we're growing. We're adding shows. Yes, we are. And it's amazing who's walking through the doors. So on Monday night, Jackie and Company episode, I want people to look back at this. If you missed it, it's getting a lot of views. We had two special guests, Samantha Bennington and Mm -hmm. Raven Bennington. Now, if you know the Bennington name, um, Chester Bennington was the lead singer of Lincoln Park. Uh, Chester died from suicide uh, last July. I think it was the 20th. And they did a show, and Jackie's interview is excellent in this show. I want people to look it up. And go to the episode 19 on Jackie and Company. Uh, it's on our webpage. And go there and listen to that show. Um, it was a real show. These are real people. I think everyone in the studio fell in love with these two. Uh, our, our associates. This is a woman who has uh, a good business head, um, is a unique person, Who's a real person. And really, the emotions really came out of this show. And Draven, his son, is a unique 15 year old gentleman. Uh, they're around the country. They, they were on a local CBS station, I believe, in LA. And they did an interview. Uh, maybe it was in LA. I might be wrong, but they it's 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 up for a, a reward. The interview because they want the awareness of suicide and how it affects people and what's going on. So really, if you want to look at that episode, go to Jacking Company episode 19. Listen to this episode. We're getting a ton of hits. We have well, a lot of people know, from LA listening
1: to it, and it's really good.
0: Peter, I recommend you look
1: at this. I thing. know you talked about suicide. Mm-hmm. And yesterday, as the world watched the horrific actions taking place in Texas, the young man that wanted to commit suicide but has to take the lives of others, and then when the time for him to pull the trigger, he realizes he wants to live and doesn't give the others that opportunity to live. Yeah, I was going to bring that up after we well, talk about but it more. But the way you brought it okay, in, yeah, okay. um, the door is open, yep. and let me tell you. Uh, for those of you that are listening, and uh, as Paul sharing with you on Jackie and Company, we do implore you implore you to visit the site, revisit the show and share the show. Very important.
0: So we also so so we had um, those two on the show on Monday. Now also I want you to look over to Craig Foley. Um I don't know if you're familiar with a gentleman named Rodriguez.
1: Are you familiar with that story? Yes. Uh there was a movie several years ago What's called it, how, Finding Sugar Men. Let me give right. you the history. First before we do that, Greg shows so everybody knows what time Greg is on. From 11 to 12. No, he's not. Ten. He's from 11 to 1, one every now. day. Okay, right, So Greg's on from 11
0: to 1. And so we had this gentleman come in, and his name is Rodriguez. Now, if you didn't follow who Rodriguez is, uh, there was an artist in the early 70s from southwest Detroit, and he produced an album, and it flopped in the United States. The States. It totally died. And in South Africa, he became the fastest and largest-selling artist beating Elvis and the Beatles. And so what happened was they started the search for Sugar Man. Where is Rodriguez? And they finally found him in Detroit, and they brought him down to South Africa, where he sold out stadium after stadium after stadium. And he is now traveling worldwide doing concerts. He was in the studio. One of the nicest people you'll ever meet. Uh, He was here. We're talking about maybe doing some shows with him, live shows sponsored by New Radio Media. But he was in the studio. So just interesting and and. As we add these shows, we're finding that 9 out of 10 people are listening to On Demand. But if you go back to these episodes on all the channels, there's a lot of good content to watch.
1: Well, you know, we're getting a lot of calls, too, here, Paul, about uh, sports. Mm Because we are a sports town without a sports channel.
0: Yeah, well, we are probably about still 90 days, 69 days away from sports. Uh, We've got a lot of other stuff being produced. We're filling up these channels right now. We have a lot, a lot of shows that we're building on. Last week, we signed about another six shows. Uh, debuting next month, we've got a couple really cool shows. One is called Gracefully Green. It's for people that are aging and, and topics to deal with that. We have a plastic surgery show starting next month. That'll be a great show. We have a, uh, <laughs> we ha- a, we have a show. psychologist show, uh, and we have more and more shows. So we're filling up the, the groove of what we have. Uh, And it's really cool. Right now, we have a crew of seven out at the Comic-Con in Novi. Uh, We have footage that's been on the shows from the Comic-Con in Chicago. So it's really interesting. We're going to also add a lot more shorts on the Movie Shorts channel. We have some amazing shorts. If you want to listen to some short movies that are award-winning, go to the Arts and Entertainment channel and see some of these independent movies. So there's a lot growing on
1: the channel. There's another thing on that channel, and I saw Greg in the studio, you know, and... uh... Working away uh, the other day and just enjoying every moment of it.
0: Yeah, he's he's an amazing guy. We're sending him up to the Mackinac Conference. Uh, he'll be doing some live stuff from Mackinaw. We're reporting. talking about Greg Russell. Well, no, I was talking about Craig Folly. Oh, I'm talking about Greg Russell. Greg Russell. Well, Craig Folly. Yeah. Folly's Folley. going up, okay, but so Greg gonna...
1: Russell is going to talk about movies and entertainment. Well, and and he has a co-host on the show yes, who he will
0: does. be doing a show. Uh, she's on one of the TV channels. She's coming over to New Radio Media. We also have, um, this week coming up, some very big conversations with some more big names in the Detroit media market. Uh, we have a couple shows that are coming off another radio, radio platform. Radio we have one that is coming off, uh, actually two from a radio platform. One is a very big show. Uh, and we're in negotiations with some top people that had syndicated TV shows. So really a cool stuff going on. If you have a concept... If you have an idea for a show, please contact us at info at newradiomedia.com. Uh, lot going on here.
1: Well, you know, you've been a busy man. Um, I've been down in Houston for uh, part of the week. So while uh, the weather was not bad here, we had 95 degrees, and, you know, everybody was so up and excited about things in Houston. Um, and then, you know, of course, the world kind of collapsed just south of there. And then we come back and we see the great wedding today going on in England. You know, so we have a lot of different things in the news, and I want to bring it all back home because I want to talk a little bit more about what we do here at New Radio Media Talking Biz. And that is we talk about business opportunities. We talk about the businesses that are growing in the different communities. We also talk about how retail and business can be challenged. And that takes me to Birmingham, Michigan. Old Woodward is torn. Uh, go ahead. You're, you're looking at something. You're looking at the wedding again. No, aren't you? no, no, oh. no. They're married. They they're got married. my gift.
0: I got. I got they, an email already thanking me for my oh, gift. That so couple is great. Nice. They're great. They are so wonderful. Dear Paul, sorry could not make the wedding. Sorry for the late invitation arrival. We love you both. Uh, love you both. And they signed it. Yeah. And they opened up <laughs> my uh, my gift already. Man, they're cool. They,
1: they, they said the check shrunk. No, it wasn't a <laughs> <laughs> No, across I, the I water. sent them
0: water for crystal. <laughs>
1: yeah, I bet you did. Yeah. They're they're cool. Okay. So anyway, Talk to Birmingham. Me. Yeah. We tore up old Woodward. Big mistake. Yes, it is. But what they found below the grade, how about uh the wooden piping systems and everything from the eighteen hundreds and mm-hmm. everything else? I mean, it needs to be done. Mm-hmm. But when we go over on the Willets and now we and Bates right there, we're looking to extending Bates on a around, take down the old parking structure and everything, and bring it back into old Woodward, which would allow us more housing, more retail or restaurant row, whatever, and um, kind of build up that la- one of those last pieces over there while going to the south, which we'll talk about in a minute, where, of course, we have where Detroit Foundation Hotels Downtown. The company that put that there is looking to finish their hotel in Birmingham.
0: Yeah, but let's let's talk a little more seriously about Birmingham. Yeah, I do want to talk about Birmingham. Whoever planned the old Woodward construction project like it's doing,
1: um, I think they made a big mistake. Well it had to be done though. They they got big problems.
0: Well, they got big problems, but I, I you know what? I don't know if they should have half a road at the time, a whole it's road. It's not at a time. matter of the road, it's how the piping went. I got it. But you know what? If I'm a small merchant in downtown Birmingham,
1: I'm hurt. Yeah, but well, you know, I talked to the people on what were on Orchard Lake Road when Orchard Lake Road got tied up it's the same way. It's, it's But they didn't close the road totally. But they, it, it it destroyed a lot of their business. It did, but this and is And people is are still walking there's walkways across. You just can't park right there <laughs> and walk into Starbucks or go to, you know, Hyde Park to eat or to the movie theater as easily. Yep. But is the inconvenience for that period of time small enough? to, at the end of the day, when they put in the boulevard-style system and change the atmosphere to a much more walk, even a stronger walking with bigger sidewalks, et cetera, will that be the bonus? Well, who knows? Let's right. see what happens. So, so what about Bates and Willets?
0: Well, Do you, you know think what?
1: that extension is worth it? And a new parking structure for an ex, extra 300 cars? Probably a good move. You know, what's happening in Birmingham, just like any other town,
0: um, in Birmingham more than ever, they're going to multi-level. For a year, Birmingham fought height. Five-story. And and so if you go to Birmingham uh, and you go down Maple and you're just uh, east or west of Woodward, you've got a couple storefronts that are now three-stories, four-stories tall. And those are residentials. There's more of those being
1: built and I think two or three more planned over there. Well, they're allowed. You know, Birmingham's <laughs> ordinance says that you can have a high-rise on Woodward proper, and we'll talk about that. But when you're in the core, it's five-story. Yep. Now, there's an issue on the where the old Peabody uh, restaurant was. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to put a building up mm-hmm. and uh, Greenleaf to the north and the new property to the south says, wait a minute, I put all this beautiful facade on and I got windows out there to look and you want to put a building eight inches from my wall to their wall. What am I, New York City?
0: Well, you know what? When you build that, and I know the developer of that site, <laughs> and when you build in a downtown area, you have a right to use your property line. And they're going to build their property and see what happens. It's it's very interesting. And shame
1: on the developers that built before and didn't think about it. But that's what I was trying to figure out. I mean, yeah, the Peabody Hotel was a low-rise building market that became a restaurant yeah. for years and years. But everybody in the world knew that sooner or later it would be leveled and something would go up. Well, I'm friends with the developer to the... Uh, we go north of there. That's Greenleaf.
0: Yeah, and uh, no, no The one before Greenleaf. There's not Greenleaf on the but corner. They're on the corner. Then and there's Peabody. Prob- And they, then the one have- to the south of it. Right. Is is uh? Owned by a, in the middle. A fraternity brother of mine who built it. Wait a minute. You went to college? Yeah. So he was. Uh, he's there, and he built that beautiful building. But once again, um, shame on two people. Shame on Birmingham when they looked at the plans. That not recommend that you don't build windows on your sides of your buildings because something else could come up. And you know what uh, that's just the price of development. but Birmingham is going up up and up and up and overall it's relatively strong despite what's going on on Old Woodward. And as we talked about downtowns, it's just the, it's the same thing. downtown areas are growing.
1: All right, so we're going to get a walking neighborhood here okay you know like we have mm-hmm. um, and you can take it I mean there's a tremendous amount of walking area in Birmingham like there is in Royal Oak. Uh, Ferndale's doing well. Um, Other communities that you see on the horizon that we haven't really shared about that want to become walking communities. One is Commerce Township, and they've been running a lot of stuff lately about the Martin Five, or whatever you want to call that complex, uh, out there to be walking. And their new downtown, quote-unquote, will pick it up from scratch and run it. Mm -hmm. And then um, you look at how they did it out in Rochester, You know, when they made a walk-in community at Adams Road and University. Is this the new piece that we're going to see in Livonia as Carson's is now stepping away, the Livonia area over there, the new hotel that just went up. They leveled the old Holiday Inn, Holly Dome, and all that. Is this going to be, like, their new community base? It's not their community because Livonia
0: has a certain area that has that. But as we talk in the development world, and I have my sights on Laurel Park and what can be done there. Geographically, it's a great location. It's the upper end of Livonia. It butts the other side of Haggerty. It's, it's great for restaurants. Uh, but Laurel Park's been struggling for years. It was built by the Showstack family originally. Then it was sold, and I think sold again. When you lose an anchor there, you're not going to replace an anchor there. So you have one anchor left, and when you have struggling people inside, that's a D-Mall project. That's a level-to-the-ground project. Um, I can see some parks. I can see some residential going there, uh, some townhouses going there, some restaurants. Maybe you save the movie theater there, uh, and maybe you save the office buildings there. But it's definitely going to be a restructure, tear down of that mall once you lose Carson's. And uh, the next few years, I think I think the redevelopment is definitely in, in, in line.
1: All right, so get in the car and drive with me to Coolidge and Big Beaver on the northwest side, the old Kmart Corporation. Another story there, owned by the Forbes family, the owners of the Mall of Somerset.
0: Um, retail's struggling a little bit, so if you look at what's going on in the uh, north side of, of the Somerset Mall, they're bringing in new merchants, but not at the level that they always wanted to be as far as price range. So as those goes on, there's not enough retailers to build a third phase of Somerset like it's a regular mall. So what I see for that development is going to be multi-use. I think you'll have a five-star hotel built there. I think you'll have restaurants and some kind of entertainment district,
1: and yes, a downtown kind of area there would be very interesting with a walkable park. Okay, so retail is being challenged. Mm-hmm. Nobody. Under- so Macy's comes out with a brand new store in New York. Yep, called the Store.
0: How did they come up with that name?
1: Well. The store. The store. And the store. every 90 days, mm-hmm. everything changes in the store. Yep. What do you think of that concept?
0: Well, here's the deal. It's it's variety. And I had a concept similar to that because what's happening is yeah, that people really, really, really want variety and change. And what's happening with department stores is that people come there and they're stale. Uh, they're very stale as for what's going on. And people want to know what's going on because what's happening with the world of e-commerce and bricks and mortar, that no one has the right mix of both. They just don't. It's not working right. They're figuring it out. They're trying to figure it out. And the e-commerce shopper sees new things every day in front of them, new items. They click at that. So you have to
1: have variety. So the
0: 90-day switch up keeps the people coming and see what's next.
1: So with one minute. One minute. One minute. We got one minute. What retail operation... Would you like to see come into the metropolitan Detroit area that would be unique? You know, Peter. Right now, um, I normally would be in Las Vegas at the shopping
0: center convention. No, you're here with me. But this is the first year in 21 years that I'm not making the trip, and I'll tell you why. A lot of the retailers aren't showing up there this year. Well, where are they? Well, because of technology and be able to get a hold of everyone anytime you want, they felt that it's not valuable to send all their reps over there to save money. Last year, I saw it shrinking. This year, um, we've got a few tenants we're working for, and we didn't feel that it was important to go there. Uh, the meetings I can have there, I can have here on the phone or on the computer.
1: So you're not giving me a real positive feel here for retail, which I love. I love retail. I love to walk into stores, schmooze, and see the, you know, kick the tires and see the goods. So we're going to take a break because when we come back, um, there's another item that follows the Las Vegas issue and a few others uh not just for the show there for retail but for other things so we're going to take this break at new radio media talking biz with paul Bensman, peter perlman and we're going to see you on the other side hi i'm andy and i'm david join us for fun and adventure on our new show Podquesters, where we fight through imaginary
2: battles and pray to the dice gods for good roles
4: yes it's an epic sweeping adventure where we try to fulfill our destinies without driving the dungeon master crazy i thought that was the point Anyways, check us out here on newradiomedia.com, Fridays PodQuesters. See you there.
0: Tarno, those doors. We've got garage doors, entry doors, storm
2: doors, custom doors. Tarno. Plus, the latest LiftMaster garage door openers and the toughest retractable screens on the market. All by the push of a button, Tarno Doors is celebrating its 50th year anniversary and is the recipient of the 2016 subcontractor of the year from the Home Builders Association. Tarno
4: no Doors, Tarno no Doors. Surfing the internet can be good for your brain, especially if you're getting up there in years. UCLA scientists say that the internet searching helps to stimulate your brain function by triggering centers in your brain that control decision-making and complex reasoning. In a study to be published in the American Journal of Geriatric Psychiatry, the researchers say that using the internet to seek out new information might stimulate the brain enough to sustain brain health and your cognitive ability. Before the computer age, the one activity that was linked to an active mind was solving crossword puzzles. The fact that even simple tasks like searching the internet might enhance your brain circuitry suggests that our brains are really sensitive to mental exercise and actually continue to learn as we grow older. So using an internet search engine such as Google produces the same brain activities as reading, but it also increases activity in areas of your brain that control decision-making and complex reasoning. With another Prescription for Your Health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman.
1: And welcome back, everybody, to Talking Biz, New Radio Media. I'm Peter Perlman, along with Paul Bensman. You know, we've been talking about Las Vegas and uh, the retail uh, convention out there. And, you know, Paul, you shared with everybody that uh, you didn't travel.
0: I didn't travel. You know, I don't want to make it all doom and gloom because it's still our business in retail. So let me give you the highs and lows. Give me the highs, would you? So retail sales for a lot of stores are actually up last quarter. Um, what's happening is that people are realizing that if they don't shop bricks and mortars, they're not going to have that social aspect of retail. So, for instance, remember I keep saying they go to a store, they don't have the item anymore? Well, you brought that up just because they couldn't find your shoes. No, but it's more than that. You're hearing from more people because the inventory (laughs) levels are down. I walk through stores just to see what's going on inventory-wise. And last week I had dinner at Macy's at 12 Oaks, and I did a little research for the mall, and then I also did a little research on the fourth or third floor of Macy's. And the gift registry. If you walk through the gift registry, the inventory is probably half of what it used to be. And I had a long talk with the salesperson there and said, yes, our floor is a little thinner. Uh, The registry is a little thinner because here's what's happening. Uh, People are shopping online, and these stores have to cut inventories to save costs for the stores. So what do they do with all the square footage? So these displays are spread out. Which is nice, like the old days. Well, they're roomier, but at the same time... Uh, it's a detriment to the people who want to see what they were looking for. So showrooms or retail stores have become showrooms in many cases, and so if you saw the items, they used to have more of the devices like the machinery, the mixers, the queasing items, all, right. all that stuff. That was depleted. It used to be a huge department. Their attitude is that those people are buying that online. They're doing the research online. They buy it online. So it's a catch-22. They lower the inventory in the stores. They lower the amount of help, so services down. So in many ways they're hurting themselves. So,
1: so let me ask you something. All right, so mm-hmm. you got Macy's that owns Bloomingdale's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why haven't we seen a Bloomingdale's come here to like really give a great shot in the arm? The community's growing. We always thought it would go to Somerset. Never happened. Do you see a Bloomies coming? I well, the only way Blooming's will, Bloomingdale's will come is when we lose another anchor and
0: they make a deal for Bloomingdale's. But then they're gonna watch that out, Peter, because here's what's happening. Your midsize and your large boxes are under a lot of pressure. So let's let's use twelve oaks as an example. And I said I was walking through twelve oaks the other day. Right. About six months ago, close, they closed the service counter going in the Nordstrom wing. This last week they closed their main service counter. Nobody there. All right. So when you have a mall and you have your help desk and your service counter where you sold gifts or tickets closed, that's a bad sign. Then you go to look at the number of empty stores, and I've never seen so many empty stores in my life at 12 Oaks. Now, Taubman's company used to like to keep a few vacancies because if they said we're full, that means they're not charging enough. Right. And they also like to leave flexibility if they've got to move people around. Well, when you replace a empty store with two Coke machines, yeah, that's pretty. And, and you look isn't at that; it? it's pretty bad. That was so,
1: what—that was the Laurel Park
0: philosophy. Yeah. So, so you have some problems at Twelve Oaks. Now, let's look at the ticking time bombs called the five anchors. There. Let's talk about J.C. Penney in general. They are took um, a
1: tremendous hit.
0: Well, that's just that. There's a company that had three hundred sixty-three million dollars in cash a year ago. They're down to one hundred eighty-one million dollars. They took a huge loss last quarter, so the ticking time bomb of um, J.C. Penney is is here. It's real. So that's one of the
1: five anchors at 12 Oaks. Well, didn't Sears also didn't Sears sell in a sense to be an independent? They store? tried
0: to. It's foolish for someone to buy it. So Sears is the second ticking time bomb. The third one is Macy's, who's having issues in consolidating. The fourth one is Lord and Taylor, that's having a hard time keeping their niche in the market. And the fifth one is Nordstrom where the family might take it private. So you've got five ticking time bombs. Three are serious, two are not so serious. But you lose two of them, Peter. Now that kicks in kick out clauses in the regular stores. If you lose X amount of anchors, we can reduce our rent or we can move out. So when you had twelve oaks, still a strong mall overall. I'm not I'm not burying it yet. No. But if you look at that and then you look at the outside anchor stores across the street, West Oaks 2, West Oaks 1, they're stronger. Why? Because the consumer has less time to shop today. It used to be a place where people hung out. So it's a straight destination. Out. You so go you there, you get what you want, and you leave. Bed bath me on, I pull in, I go in, I get my stuff. The gap, I pull in, I go in, I get out. So with time being the tough part for consumers, they are now facing the point of going to the computer, hitting a button, deliver to work or home, do they walk in a mall? So there's a lot of reinvention. Uh, I call the next five to ten years of the retail business a redevelopment platform where you will see malls where portions of the malls will be torn down to build parks, to build living, different ways to create things because the number of big box and middle-sized stores are shrinking. And not only because of business being bad, but for oversaturation in the marketplace, too many of those stores. So if they close the middle store of two major chains and they have to go to the other stores, they're all seeing pickups and sales on the other two stores. So they cut overhead. And even if they have to pay rent in the middle of that store, that store that's sitting empty, they're making more money.
1: So Macy's is a great example. How much of their square footage is leased to a third party? So if you look at the Isles of Beauty... And a lot, there's the concessions,
0: that they call them, um, less than you think. Um, here's the issue if a Macy's is gonna survive, here's a plan that I would like to hear them to listen to this is that there's no doubt that e commerce is here. So let's consolidate Macy's three floors to the first two floors, okay? Consolidate all the goods there, and let's go upstairs and build these temporary 30, 90 day situations or stores. Where the online vendors, or the vendors that are on the first, second floor, offer special online specials on the third floor. And these vendors have to pay for their kiosk and the building of their tech space. So let's say they have a 100 by 100 space, and they have a touch screen where they touch it. I would tell Macy's to say, give me 50 items that are exclusive to Macy's. Okay? Okay? Give me 50 items in your line that are exclusive to me. And you're going to inventory for me and them at your warehouse, and you're going to ship them direct from your warehouse so I don't touch them and I can work on a smaller margin. So now you go to the kiosk, you hit it, you order it, ship to your house, or on that third floor, they have a UPS shop where they can receive and ship back that item. When they order that, you have a, you have a kiosk, spit out a coupon for X amount off for the regular goods that are either on the first or second floor. So now you're creating bricks and mortar in a, in a situation where you demand your suppliers create exclusive items for you that you can make a margin or discount
1: it and be competitive with online stores. Now, do you see there's something coming or or do you just believe this is what you would love to see? I would see that would be the way a smart retailer
0: works. Now, I'm hoping it goes that way because what is happening, Peter, is the mix of bricks and mortar and, and no one has it figured out yet.
1: Well, it's going to be uh, kind of really wild here what's going to happen next. And um... I'm not sure that we're going to be able to survive, you know, some of the challenges that take place that way.
0: Well, you know, the bigger fear is 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 the 800-pound gorillas. And I'm saying gorillas because have you been to the Walmart.com site lately?
1: No. All I right. go into stores. You, you know me. Well, I'm going to tell you I something. Am, I love to go into the stores.
0: All right. So last year, Lord & Taylor announced that they're going to have products on Walmart.com. They bought the largest... Indian online company a couple weeks ago. So if you go to walmart.com, not the store site, but the .com site, right? You are going to see amazing goods. You are going to see a lineup of higher end product that would never be caught in the same word. Well, that was like Mooshaw
1: when they bought Mooshaw.
0: So, but if you go to that walmart.com, they are gearing up to go against Amazon, and it is going to be very interesting if it keeps going the way it is. I would say that fifty to sixty percent of retail will be controlled by Amazon and Walmart. And that means higher prices for the consumer down the road. So the combination of Kroger talking to Target is real. And everyone's really shaking in their boots. What do we do? What do we do? Uh I recommend to the consumer, young and old, that if you want bricks and mortar to exist, that you split up your shopping trends. That yes, you buy online or you go into the store and see it and make a purchase in the store, you're talking about millions of jobs that are at stake right now. You're talking about a lot of tax dollars that are at stake. And you have to realize once they're gone, they're not coming back. So you have to shop retail, shop local, and do that experience, not mix it. Now, the other problem is the Simon Company. You know who they are? Indianapolis. Know them well. The largest mall developer in the country. Simon has an issue. Your department store, you get $5 million of online returns to your store, and you take it off the bottom line. Sorry, sir, you just cost me a percentage you owe me in a rent. That's right. Okay, so Simon is now dealing with the retailers really softly because they don't want to piss them off and say, how do we handle this? Now, does that mean Simon gets to audit the returns, which it says in their lease? Mm -hmm. That's a problem. So the digital world, the disruptive world, as we are taken advantage of on new radio media. Right. We're, we're really, we're really profit front. Yeah. But if you look at the world, especially retail and all the businesses that are affected with digital, it's changing quick. And it's not changing quarterly, Peter. It's changing monthly. And it's getting fast. So you've got to stay on top of that. It's a topic that we talk about a lot about retail. We talk about shopping experience. We talk about people. The world is changing faster and faster.
1: Well, you know, it's, um, it's an ugly piece right now. In a lot of respects, and that, and that's the sad part because earlier in the show we talk about the walking communities, and you want to walk to downtown and forget restaurants, but you do want to walk into retail. You want to see what's really going on and everything. And at the same time, this negative light comes into play that says, "Well, this store is going to close, and this store is going to close because you, Mr. or Mrs. Consumer." You want to go and hit a button and have a drop shipped to your front door, mm-hmm. where my buddy Frank is sitting in the car waiting for that tr- guy to leave the package on the front porch, and then he just kind of strolls up and happens to make a self-appropriation. Well, the Israelis are inventing the,
0: the yes, exploding, in the exploding <laughs> package. <laughs> so you use the ring the buzzer, buzzer. You see the person. I'm take blowing. it. You know, boom, and they're boom, gone. It'll stop that. You but know? it is. It is so <laughs> sad. I mean.
1: Cleanup crew, L I, 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 seven. It is um, interesting to see, like I said, I was in Houston. I go to the woodlands, and people are walking all along the water area. It is so great. Boy, did you hear the music. You know what it's telling me? Comic-Con pictures are showing on the screen, so I'm going to take a step back and say you're listening to New Radio Media Talking Biz with Peter and Paul, and we'll be right back. Ah, uh, low budget movie version. 60s TV version.
0: Early 2000s high school pseudo adaption that eventually grows into the geek we all know and love version, here. I'm getting paid a lot of money to be here, so listen up. Watch the Geektainment channel on NewRadiomedia.com. It's geek approved.
4: Roger Raphael of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles.
3: Guess what? The only thing we can get down here in the sewer is Skate Statement Weekly on new radio media. True power! At Murray's Part City, we're known for offering customer service you won't get in any chain store or online. But don't take it from me, just listen to what our customers have to say.
1: The employees
2: at
4: Murray's are knowledgeable, courteous.
2: They make you feel like you're at home.
4: Pick up a can of Seafoam Fuel System Treatment for only $6.99 or a 5-quart container of Mobile One Motor Oil for just $28.95. Murray's Parts City and Pontiac Trail at Maple Road in Wald Lake.
3: We've got the parts you need when you need them.
0: And we're back here to talking biz on Saturday, May nineteenth, uh, nine thirty-four in the morning. A rainy morning in the Motor City. Supposed to clear up this afternoon. I'm supposed cloudy. to get
1: you to smile. Make it feel oh, like you've given the doom fun. and gloom retail report. No, repro- no I'm having fun. I'm having fun. You know, you, Peter. Well, because you're sitting there with that nice little new laptop. Well, you, you brought know, I, your two-year-old I, I, laptop. I look in at my tablet. tablet I've tablet. got the
0: world at my fingertips. I, well, I, I see okay? that. Okay, I got the world at fingertips. You keep so, watching the wedding. I know No, that. the wedding's over. I got my thank you note. I, I was all for Clamp this morning. I watched Klemp, it. I loved it. Everyone was watching it. Matter of fact, it interrupted our viewership. Um, I have people that <laughs> looked at Facebook and says, sorry, the royal wedding's still on, and they look better than the two of you. Uh, so uh, so hopefully people are going to watch this on demand later today and see us. Luckily that our new show, Real Estate Reality, is on at 10 o'clock, so they wouldn't get the pushback from the wedding. Uh, we That's have two great hosts, David Sobel. And Mr. Tanaka coming on here, Mr. Dylan Tanaka being here at the ten o'clock hour. I'm going to welcome him to the new radio media, help them get boosted and out here. So, Peter, Peter, reader, Peter, reader, Reiter. reader, reader, what reader, was Peter. last part? Peter, let's look at. Um, let's, let's talk lo- about the auto industry for a couple. The what minutes, the auto industry? Auto, you know, the big part. You know, we talked about retail, big trucks. We talk about that. I want to talk about the automotive company and the economy today, and the economy in the near future.
1: Okay. So, you well, know, you th- might as well because. Um, I was going to give you a trivia question, but I guess I'll have to listen to automotive first. Well,
0: automotive, we said that the Ford trucks are rolling again and the Silverado's coming down the pike. Ford Motor Company's trying to gain grain traction when they got rid of our friend last year, Mark Fields. Yes, my dear friend. They put a lot of blame on him. Now the new guys sort of, He's under the microscope. Now he's sort of seeing what Fields was up with. Yeah, and so Mark Fields isn't looking so bad. I think Marks in Florida laughing right now, and thank God this goof has the job now. Yeah, because you know what I did what I could do, and and Ford has got some issues. Not that they're stumbling or falling, but we've got to look at the transportation industry altogether. We talked about people living downtowns, people not having cars. People want less car payments because the average car is, well, like $36,000 now in purchase. And that's a lot of income for someone who makes $50,000, $30,000. So they're getting away from this. So now we're talking about transportation. Ford Motor Company just put out vans and fleets for people to go to hospitals and doctors. Uh, we have share ride systems. We've got more mass transit. We've got people riding bikes. And so the auto industry is going to be consolidating. The number of units won't be record. So with them going into the trucks and making more units, profits will be up, operating expenses will be down, and I think the automotive companies will be fine. And then we go into autonomous businesses, so I think we'll be good in the auto industries.
1: I think we're going to see a lot more planned closings, consolidation. And how do we how do we track? This is my tri- one of my trivia questions okay. for you Then, how do we track the economy by what sales? All right. So here's the difference. It's changing. And stay in the automotive world. So the automotive have changed the monthly reports to quarterly reports, okay? You missed the mark. Okay. So we'll go ahead. What are you talking about? The missed mark is we watch heavy-duty truck sales. Right. If heavy-duty truck sales are up, the economy is strong for 12 to 18 months based on how the fleets are changing over to meet the needs and the demands based on the future. It's always based on a future role. So, truck sales on the heavy duty side are jumping with leap and bounds, which says that, all right, for the next 18 months, we have a pretty good comfort zone. And like you were sharing earlier, then things are going to start to switch over. It's going to switch over because you mentioned uh, the interest
0: rates going up. Yes. Home mortgages are approaching 5%. Yes. Which is still good. I think five, six were safe. Do you really? Yeah, because I bought my first home, it was 18. Boy, you were making a lot of money. Nineteen ninety, my first Either home. Either that interest or you rates really loved her. One interest rates were eighteen percent, so other. you had to pay. You know, people don't have choice. But what's happening in the home market? There's two things. Okay. Is that you've got interest rates creeping up and home prices are creeping up, and because of the supply and demand of homes, prices will continue to go up. I think Michigan was the largest interest. Uh, I think seven eight percent last year went up in home values, so we're pretty strong there. My my, I'll stick on point that eighteen months from now. We are going to see a down. All right. where are you going to be in automotive? So automotive, I think what they're doing is moves with the trucks and everything. I think they're going to be relatively safe. I think the automotive company, because the timing of bringing out new models is way down because of computers, so they can shift a little faster. The mileage I'm not as worried about as before because these trucks now make better, have better mileage. The smaller SUVs are in the low 20s, combined city highway. So they're very compatible to cars. The cars that they build, and it'll be interesting what Lincoln does because of what Ford's doing, and they keep the MKZ, which is their number one seller, and what they do with the automotives on both sides. General Motors has announced that they're going to make some cuts. The Cadillac line, the ATS, is going bye-bye. It looks like the CTS might go by. The CT6, which I drive, is going, and now they're coming out with a bigger one, the CT8. Uh, went to the Cadillac dealer last week to look at a vehicle, talk to the dealership. They've been soft every month this year. Really? They're still number one in the country. Wait, they're
1: selling the, um, what I call like the
0: crossover. The seat, the, the, the five. The, the new five. five is selling. It is selling, but what's happening is the Escalade's selling, but Lincoln's Navigator is hurting them. The Navigator, people are paying sticker price, and you've got people that drove Mercedes and BMW crossovers, and Land Rover's buying the Navigator. Pretty good for Ford Motor Company. It's very good. The average profit on a Navigator is $20,000 to Ford Motor Company. So they can't make enough of them. So back to the point where they're making higher margins on less vehicles. Overall, they're going to be in decent shape. I think they're making the right moves. So I I believe the auto industry will be pretty level. But overall economy, Peter, 18 months from now, it's not going to crash like it did
1: before. But those who have cash in hand are going to make more money. So we're going to be giving a report, folks, in 18 months, like Paul and I used to do, of the unemployment picture. Is we going to take it up or down? Um, Is our neighbor really working? And uh, what's the struggles in our local communities? Mm -hmm. And this is not a bleak picture, but a picture of reality. And how do we change the mindset then of the direction we're headed in? Well, the smart consumer... um, let Let me start with my whole economy
0: thing like I always used to preach. Yes. So we have a global economy... We have a national economy, we have a state economy, we have a local economy, and the only way you can control is your personal economy. Is that right? Very true. So you know your shopping habits, you know your employment situation, and you got to keep an eye on all these things. Now, the number of entrepreneurs is growing every, every year. And the younger folks today are more entrepreneurial than the older folks because they saw that the man or the company – wasn't really taking care of people. The personality of corporations is really frowned upon today. Not like it was years ago. In the Detroit market, if your father worked for Ford and your grandfather worked for Ford, you knew you had a job with Ford. Not happening today. Not having skilled trades, trades, there's not enough people that want to go into that. Uh, we need more trade schools for people to go into that. So let's go back to your personal economy, Peter. Sure. The question is if you're renting, whether you're buying. Now, a lot of people have decided today. Rich, old, different people. A lot of empty nesters are going back to renting. They say, okay, I know my fixed income. I know I can afford $2,500 for a really nice apartment a month. I know that if something breaks, it's not on my dime. If I need a roof, if I have a water heater go out, if I have a washer go out. The four walls. And they know that if something breaks, that they're fine with that because they know their fixed rent is X amount, maybe going up 3% a year. But they're not hurt. So, a lot more people are renting. So, a long time high ownership rates are not going to be where they are. Apartments are continuing. And new apartments are leasing out faster than ever because people want new product. So, back to your own economy. You look at your age, what you're doing, if you're renting or if you're buying. Uh, the younger folks have it a little harder in certain ways because of the availability of high end paying jobs. Depends if they're skilled or unskilled. Warren Buffett said in the middle of the recession if you have a skill or trade you can make a living with, go ahead and do it. So, your personal economy is something you can control. So, look at, let's let's plan for 18 months from now. Okay. What do you do? What do you do? First of all, um, put a little money aside. What percentage? Well, it, I'm not. As an f- average, I'm not Psych- a f- if you were I'm sitting down with. 5%, 10%. Okay, okay fine. I, I'm not a financial planner. I'm not no, going to represent you- that. So, let's say 5 to 10%. They used to say have three months of your reserve, reserve there. Um, so, have some money aside, but also have a plan B. So if you're working at a job um, and you're making $20 an hour and that field you think is shaky, I would keep your eye on either doing one of two things, starting a home-based business uh, or starting to think of what you'd love to do in your next career. You know, Is there a hobby you like that you can make money out of? Think of something, but you have to keep that plan B because if you lose your job and to replace a $20 an hour job in the field you're in, might be very difficult. So keep your eye open on options of making money. Um If you are not entrepreneurs, taking some self-help books or entrepreneurs books, there's plenty of things online to listen to because here's what I hear too often. I wish I would have tried this. I wish I would have opened this business. I wish I would have done this in my life. Uh, people are looking at that today and it's all ages. I run into people that come to me that are in their 60s, and saying, you know, I'm getting tired of my career. I'd like to do what I really love to do. And what is that? So I had a woman walk in last week. She's in her 40s probably. I can tell her age. She's an engineer, and she loves making chocolates. And she has an amazing chocolate product. She imports chocolate beans from all over the world. She has hot and spicy chocolate. She's got coffee chocolate. She's got this. And I'm going to help her create that company. Okay, now,
1: you've given all the great... Warm and fuzzy side, Mm -hmm. and then I love to bring in the other side. All right, so the other side is – go ahead. All right, so we have, you know, all these new young entrepreneurs or just entrepreneurs. As Mm -hmm. I used to call them, entrepreneurs, and they worked their way to the entrepreneur Mm -hmm. line. How many – statistically, we don't need the exact number. For every growth, there's a failure. There's a huge failure. That's right, and I think everybody needs to understand – we need the failures to understand the growth.
0: Well, you do. And the other thing I didn't say, Peter, is that cutting your expenses. So if you're single, living in an apartment, and you feel something going back, go check with your parents if that room is still available. Okay? And I'm not joking. Not you, available. You go. I'm putting no, my sign up now. Okay. No, you go, not you, available. You, you I go, want you to be independent. No, you know, Peter, <laughs> more kids, more people older age are living at home. Yes. And you have to look at two things prepare yourself for a downturn. Okay? It's like leave yourself an out.
1: Like and how driving. Do you, but how do you work that mental... All right. So you're leaving them in the out. Mm-hmm. They're moving home. Mm-hmm. How do you work up the mental capacity of both sides now, the party coming home and those that have to receive that party, to stay on a higher level, higher so, plane? So mom and dad, here's the deal.
0: I am paying $1,000 a month rent in my apartment. Yes. I know when I move home, because they might be in fixed income, the parents... That your utilities are going up, and Mom and Dad, I'd like to give you $300 a month to add to the expenses that I'm going to increase your utilities and everything in your house. Okay, so I'm saving $700, right? They're Correct. $300. Yeah, you so you come in with a piece of and say, Mom and Dad, I'm willing to contribute this. I'm willing to mow the lawn. I'm willing to help you go shopping. I'm willing to so you make it a win-win. That's the first thing. And when they make it a win-win, then it's not the you're home again when you're leaving. Because when you're ready for a crash or to start something new, the worst thing about a new business is if you have high cost of living, you're going to milk your new business, and you never have a chance. So you want to make your expenses as low as possible to be able to start a new business so your overhead of of paying yourself is not there. Because most people will not see a profit in the first year of a business. And So so if they look at that and they make the plan to go to their parents or another relative or a friend, I'm just saying you have a lot of... that is the best way to take your highest cost of your expenses to get out of the way. If by chance they can get rid of their lease car and, and work out of the house for their business or we're nearby, there's another $500. So right now we save 700 on rent, 500 a car, that's $1,200 savings. You've got to eat, you've got a health insurance and all the other things. So really prepare yourself to cut your personal expenses and be in the position to make things happen. Um, I, I really feel that People have gotten this lesson. You look at people that are living in apartments. You look at people that are living and working longer, longer, and longer at their careers. Um, there are a lot of people that have to work till they die today.
1: Well, the last thing we want to see is a down, the downer in the show here today. You know, it's, well, it's just a it's reality. A, it's a reality, but it's to a, reality. a lot of people listening, you know. It's like, gee, we're getting the doom and gloom from Paul again. Well, and, and, but, I'll, and I'll be bright I, on the other I, side. I know, Things you are great. will be bright because I'm going to allow you in the last segment of the show okay. to be bright, smiley, I'll give active. you the upside. I'll give you oh, the we're upside. We're going to get the upside. We'll now. get
0: people up. Listen, it's rainy, gloomy, doom. You asked me what to prepare for a low side. <laughs> well, it was pouring rain. Let's arrogant, get ready so. here. I think we've got to take a
1: break in a few minutes, don't I we? I think we need a break because my coffee is almost down to the last right, quarter so, for the last. So, so
0: let me talk to you. You've been listening to Talking Business on New Radio Media. We're going to take a two-minute break. We'll see you on the This June, Fat Mike's Punk and Drunk Festival takes over Legend Valley Campground in Thornville, Ohio, for three days of kick-ass punk rock, food, beer, and camping. Lineup includes No Effects, Rancid, Me First and the Gimme Gimmies, Pennywise, Money Money Boss Jones, and much much more. In addition, there will be a craft beer tasting garden with over two hundred craft beers, which includes local and national. Also, there will be stories from the road, including Fat Mike of No Effects, Keith Morris of Black Flag, and Jello Biafra. Tickets are on sale right now at
1: punkanddrublichfest.com. We'll see you there.
4: Hey, you guys, it's Raphael of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Guess what? The only thing we can get down here in the sewer is Kate Payment Weekly on new
3: radio media. Turtle power!
4: The brain naturally shrinks as you go older. Now there's research that indicates that the rate of shrinkage increases if you drink alcohol. Your brain volume naturally decreases by about 2% for every decade you live. And in the past, scientists have speculated that this rate could be slowed with moderate alcohol intake because it appears to improve your heart function and your blood flow. But now, however, the U.S. researchers have found what they call a significant negative relationship between the amount of alcohol that you consume and your brain volume. A study involving nearly 2,000 men and women found a significant difference in the brain volumes of people who were moderate drinkers and those who were teetotalers. And the association was especially strong in women. So, the bottom line, say the experts, is that while moderate alcohol consumption may help your heart and blood flow, it offers no protective effect on your brain volume. With another prescription for your health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman.
1: You know, Paul, we only got a few moments left in the show. We're into that last segment. I don't know where the time goes, and I know that. Uh, I, I'm sorry if the, I depressed the, you, Peter. Uh, well, no, uh, it's I'm okay. Sorry, I, uh, let's do a happy right. session. It's now. a happy session, so I, here you go. Okay, this session. is from Flint, Michigan. All right. Quote, I was born in Flint, Michigan. Okay. I'm best known for hosting what successful game show? Well, I should play the theme music for this one. Boom, 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 boom. Look at you, look at you. Okay. What's my answer? Uh, da, 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 da. Game show and two people sit. There are four people. There are four groups, mm-hmm. but there are always going to be two in a group. Two in a group. Is it the million dollar pyramid? No. Uh, you want to jump in? That
3: was my guess. What? Okay.
1: No, no. 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 It's Bob Eubanks. Bob Eubanks. The dating game. How about the newlywed game? Oh, they, yeah, they, they okay. date first. Then, they get, then we ask them, so tell and me, they win couple the surprise. number one. Yeah, they win the prize. Couple price. number one, tell Why me. Why is
0: the prize specially selected for them always a washer and dryer? A dryer, you got to love it, Why? don't you? And these prizes specially selected and for this couple is and these are operated because they are so used to
1: living in an apartment building. So, Peter,
0: let's go on the upbeat. Go on the
1: upbeat. i got one more item.
0: Go one more, and then I'll do my right. upbeat. Supreme Court, United States. Yes, guilty. Yes. Yeah, legalized gambling for sports off-track betting. Sports wow. betting. For sports betting. What do you think about that? It's a phenomenal thing. Uh, uh, there's a few people hurting, uh, not thinking good about that and really being upset about that. Yeah. Um, because of...
1: You want to take the phone call, Paul? No, it's a guest. Is...
0: It's a guest that's supposed to be on the air at the 10.30 hour. <laughs> Debbie Binder calling to see. We probably should, should take the... I should, should have took the call because Debbie's probably figuring, where do we get... It. Let, me, let me take the call. Let me take the call. Hold on a second. Hey, Debbie... I'm on the air right speaker. now, and, and, and I'm afraid that you... To hold on a second. This. I'll put you on speaker. Go on speaker. Debbie, you're on speaker. Debbie? Yeah, Debbie. Yeah, no, no, it's okay. Debbie, what's the deal?
1: We're, we're talking yeah, Debbie's. Debbie.
0: Conf- Debbie, you're coming to the studios in our office. Yes, yes, we'll see you in a little while. Okay, that's Debbie Bindy, there you go. Binder, the... The clerk, <laughs> the whatever, yeah, yeah the, of West Bloomfield. Yeah, there you go. So, Peter, let's do the upbeat thing. Okay, I want da, the da, da, upbeat. Da. happy birthday, birthday to, to you. you. My Facebook friends' birthday today: David Fink and Robin Solomon. I want to wish them um, happy, birthday, happy birthday, to birthday to both of them, and everyone else whose birthday is around the Detroit area and around the country, wherever you, you you're listening. What, you to. You know what I
1: like to start today too? What do you want to start? You know, National and, Hemorrhoids and, Day. No, what? No, no, no. There are so many things happening in our community mm-hmm. that if they would send us a little note of uh, um, maybe a nonprofit's doing something, you know, this week it's a walk, or we heard about the boat show, you know, mm-hmm. at the Gross Point Yacht Club. Mm-hmm. If they would send us a little note, we'll take a few moments in our show every week and let people know what's going on around the community that they could join in on. Okay. What do you think of that? They can do that. Yeah, you know, in the old days we called public service announcements, but this is not a public service announcement. This is sharing with everybody what new radio media is all about.
0: Well, we have, and, and let's talk a little more of some meetings that happened this week at new radio media about fun stuff. And now the financial report. No, from no, new radio. The, media. the community channel, which is going to be divided to the nonprofit and community channel. Right. Um, we have communities going to be joining us. So as I love Detroit, I love Plymouth. All the I love shows will be coming to our studio. Well we have the
1: books too, like they have now in the bookstores. You know, we have a, yeah, a Plymouth book yeah. a no, Canton no, book, No, than Peter, we're Oxford digital. Oxford Get book. out of the old age. We're digital. I'm a book reader. There'll be videos, there'll be stuff. Wait, wait, don't you like to read a book? Oh yeah. You can talk to me.
3: Don't forget. Yeah, him. no,
1: I love reading. See? And you like to read a book, not a tablet, right?
3: Correct. I can't stand staring at a screen like that. Thank you. And also the books smell good. You can't put the new books smell in a tablet.
1: A so if I come
0: to you and say you smell like
3: a book,
1: that's a compliment. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no. <laughs> oh, you smell like parchment. Ooh. You, you, spill you like, smell like you smell like a hardcover. Oh, is that sexy? Oh, Boy, you have oh, been the best compliment. You
0: smell like a whole set of encyclopedias. Oh, my name is Wikipedia, hardbound. Ashley, <laughs> I'm gonna do it next time I see you. Oh, you smell like a novel. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you know, the concept Boy, dude. we really are
0: upbeat this last time I tell you I, I tell we, you, need, you woke me up, I tell I you I
1: tell you, I have to get you up going here, you know You I'm know, going Peter, that let me rain. ask you a
0: question You have I brought, brought up my our, yellow rain slicker You haven't brought up our Tigers
1: Oh, I watched the game last night. Wait a night. second. Did they I win last night? No, we lost so 5 So how much
0: are we out of first? Oh, uh, two games. Two Listen, games. Did you I mean, ever think you'd be talking about that it's early in the season? No, I love it. My son is Tigers saying to me, Dad. Are, yeah, can we go into the World Series, Let him bomb.
1: Time? No, let him bomb. We get the draft pick. You know, Avila's doing the right stuff right now. We may trade Fulmer at the right time. We get the money and everything else. And I said, Ethan, deep breath. I'm a fan. I want to see him win. I'm not here from the management side of the house. I want to see the kids win. They're having a good time. Now, yesterday, farmer, through walked two guys. Farmer came in. He walked a couple more guys. They get a couple singles. All of a sudden, our four nothing lead becomes a loss of five to four. It yep. was a tough ending. So let's you keep do looking this. around the room here. What, what are you? What I'm are... looking at
0: the freaking air conditioning vents, which are well, all right. stuck in the phone room you over look there. At you. You, you know, you... you can open
1: up the phone room
0: door there. Open you know, the phone room it's door all there. Right. Because you know what? We need the cool in here. We got it's a new show right. coming in, and I want to talk them up a little bit for a second, okay?
1: You, you, you can talk them up for 30 seconds. Okay, so we, we, we have
0: real estate realities coming yes, in you do. David Sobel and Mr. Tanaka, Dylan Tanaka. You, 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 I was going to say, you keep coming sit. I'm going to sit right here, and we're going to get rid of you, and I'm going to bring them in because I'm going to talk to them. About their intro, I want to thank everyone for listening to this morning's Talking Biz. I want to thank the folks. I want to thank Steve Dobreff of the St. Clair Boat Club, the Freedom yes. Boat Club. Uh, folks, check him out uh, and get a boat. I want to thank all our fans for listening. Peter, next week, no, you meet me here. Are you
1: in town? I, I'm, I'm in town. I'm are you in town? Anywhere. Well, yeah, we are I'm leaving like, because I, we only have 30 seconds I, I left. i got another minute, according to my scoreboard. No, we're board. kidding now with three I'm minutes. I'm looking at my board. Okay. I love my board. Okay. I'm just saying to everybody... Thank you for joining us at New Radio Media. This is Talking Biz. Paul Bensman, Peter Brumman. We'll see you next week.